0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves here at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And don't forget, uh, once again, freetalklive.com. You get to uh, control the content. You submit stuff that you find interesting online. And if you think our other listeners will be interested as well, uh, submit it as show prep. To freetalklive.com. Others then can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. Most liked, make it to the front page and top the site. Over at freetalklive.com, plenty to talk about tonight, including a Bearcat crash. We've talked a lot about the Bearcat on this program the last few uh, several weeks, and that's because here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, uh, where we produce this, this show. Uh, they have accepted, as have done hundreds of other uh, localities around the country, uh, both uh, large and apparently small, have been accepting this uh, $300,000 grant from the Department of Homeland Security to uh, buy one of these tanks. It's an armored truck. It's got, uh, you know, it's got protection from 50 up to 50 cal ammunition, bomb blasts. It can be, you know, protect people from those. And it's, well, based, it's got uh, gun ports on the side. Yeah, that's the
1: basis of it. But it comes with all kinds of possible weapon systems that you can put on it, including a turret. So, you know, some people say it's not a tank. And, you know, it's an armored truck. Urban assault vehicle, I believe, is, is one of the terms. But it comes real close to tank when you slap a turret on the top of it. Sure, Absolutely. Mm.
0: Well, and it's got uh, a bunch of guys in the back with a, with machine guns, and it, it's basically it's a device that's intended to militarize the police to make them even more beholden to the federal government, because one of the little provisions that comes along with this is if a locality receives one of these tanks from the federal government, then it has to be made available at any time for the federal government to utilize. So if the federal government, say the DEA or ATF or whoever, decides they want to come in and uh, do a raid or whatever it is they want to do in your town, they can just check in with the police department and say, oh, we'd like. To check out our Bearcat, and so it essentially becomes an extension, uh, direct equipment extension of the federal government.
1: It's disturbing. Yeah.
0: So no. now they don't have to. Uh, they don't have to deploy. They've got them everywhere already. Exactly.
1: I'm wondering what the
2: over under is on a uh, Tiananmen Square style showdown with the Bearcat and Keene Now that they that's for sure coming.
0: Oh, I've, I've heard people already talking about doing something like that, no. about sitting in front of the Bearcat or standing in front of the Bearcat, maybe uh, when it arrives here or maybe when it's being utilized. What's the, what's the charge for blocking a parade route? It'll probably be obstructing government administration, which is what I receive for standing in front of a police car. That would be my guess. Unless there's some sort of federal charge that you'd get because it's a federal vehicle. I, I don't know. Oh, goodness gracious. You, know, you never know what kind of nonsense they're going to pull out against you. I mean, these, are, these are the kind of people who will arrest you for trespassing because you sang some songs in a parking lot somewhere. That's true. So they'll do whatever they want.
2: Now, the, this comes from Gizmodo. It comes from uh, Montgomery County, Texas. Sheriff's Office had a big day planned after becoming the first department in the country with its own aerial drone that it got for another $300,000. They were ready for a nice photo op. And then the drone crashed into a SWAT team in a Bearcat. <laughs> Wait a minute. How much was this drone? The drone was also $300,000. Wow. So they got their bear cat. How
0: how big are these drones? I mean, I didn't that, realize how large they might be. Some
1: are small, some are large. They get different sizes. I mean, the Predator is a, uh, you know, it, it's bigger than this, bigger than your house. I mean, the wingspan's real long. Man, maybe not as long, quite wow. as long as your house, but it's long.
2: So the Examiner reports a painfully contrived police action-a-thon. As the sheriff's SWAT team suited up with lots of firepower and their armored vehicle known as the Bearcat, a prototype drone from the Vanguard Defense Industries took off for pictures of all the police action. It was basically a photo opportunity, according to those in attendance. Now, lots of fi- firepower and a Bearcat sure sound like a good photo op. Okay, time to launch the $300,000 drone. Here we go. Launch the drone. The prototype was flying about 18 feet off the ground when it lost contact with the controller's console on the ground. 18 Uh feet. It's designed to go into auto shutdown mode, but when it was coming down, the drone crashed into the SWAT team's armored vehicle. Wow. So not only did the drone fail and not only did it crash, it literally crashed into the police. It's no wonder we're not able to find a video of the spectacular publicity failure. Luckily, the SWAT boys were safe in their Bearcat.
1: Well, you know, this is uh, once again, you know your your video. This is the public's video, right? The idea is is that we we paid for these cameras. You know, this is these are our employees doing our work. We should be able to see this video. I, I would no. agree. No, I, I would file a right they, to know on that. Yeah, they, <laughs> they're not giving that. <laughs> they're not giving that to you for nothing in this world.
2: Now the the. This article goes on to say this would be a a fine one-off blooper story if it weren't for some uh, upsetting implications. This is exactly why we have reason to raise multiple eyebrows in Congress, which wants to allow hundreds of similar drones to fly over U.S. airspace. Wait, you mean like the implication of
0: this could come crashing through the roof of your house House, or on
2: your car or on Keene's very own Bearcat? Maybe maybe we should get some extra armor just in case.
0: I'd much rather see one of these crash into a police building or a police bearcat than crash anywhere else, which it would likely crash somewhere else if it had gotten higher up than 18 feet in the air. Yeah. Uh, if it had been, a, you know, 100 feet up or a couple hundred feet, it might have very well crashed through someone's roof. And this goes back to
2: my question that I had when I, I spoke before city council is who is responsible for the repairs on this? And I was uh, answered. Well, I the taxpayers or whoever contributes the $1,700 a year that, that uh, Chief Miola said he, that he had gotten committed. Now, okay, great. So what, what happens when a drone falls out of the sky and crashes, totals your bearcat? Who gets to pay for that? Oh, insurance. So how much are we paying in insurance to insure this bearcat against drones falling out of the sky? That's,
0: That's a, a good probably question. Few, probably a few hundred bucks a year.
2: Negligible, I was told.
0: Yeah, that's I what would, they said.
2: I,
1: I would I would think that uh you know the the likelihood of a drone falling out of the sky seems uh, seems minimal but you know what uh what law enforcement does for a living is a little more likely to cause damage so you know their their rates are probably higher than mine.
0: No, <laughs> what is the name of this drone did it mention the the brand it was the Vanguard drone but it did it mention uh what the the actual name of the product no, the model it name? it
2: says prototype drone from Vanguard Defense Industries. Hmm.
0: Okay. Because they have the Shadow Hawk unmanned aerial system on their website at VanguardDefense.com. Yep. Uh, it doesn't seem to be the you know very large thing, but then again it's hard to say because well there's one of them next to a man. It just doesn't seem to be very large. It looks like a bearcat could handle being crashed into by this uh, this particular drone, but that it's three hundred thousand dollars is uh, is pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. They're saying that damage from the Examiner article, the damage was not severe. Who described they described the um, damage as blade strikes on the prototype drone that was being shown off to the Montgomery County Sheriff's
1: team. How would the blade strikes the, strike the drone? I mean, I would think blade, blade strike the, the bear cat. The, the bear cat. It? Yeah.
2: That would make sense. Now, ever since Houston police were exposed in November 2007 on a secret test of drones for law enforcement, do- dozens of police agencies have applied for drones to be used on patrols throughout the country. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before.
1: Sure. They're going to want
2: that. Couple that with recent approval for private sector use of drones and pilots and government watchdogs have plenty of concerns. So I, I, what's next? We got a Bearcat. How, how long is it going to take for Keene to want its own drone?
0: Well, as long as the—I uh, the, don't know—did they want it before the federal government offered it to them? I don't think so. I, I mean, or did the federal government did. just come along and Keene Police they applied for, applied
2: for, it. for the grants after In and talking with Gary Lamaro, who's chief of the Keene Fire Department. My understanding is uh, they Keene PD wanted applied for the grant after speaking with the fire department to see if they could kind of team up and. But they had, must
0: have been made aware of it. Uh, there, there's probably notices that go out. I know that the, the police chief in this town has gone to FBI training in uh, in Washington, D.C. Mm. So, you know, he's probably in the loop with the Homeland Security guys, and they likely have contacts with sheriffs and police chiefs all around the country, and they probably put it out there. They probably, sure. you know, say, hey, we've got all this money for you if you'd like to get a bearcat. Free money memo. Right. And uh, and then, you know, then they have to apply, which who knows what that process is like. Uh, but uh, that's I that would be my guess as to how they became aware of it.
2: Now, what I, I'm going to make reference to this again. Kendall Lane, I believe, that's was... The Mayor, yes, yeah. he want he said that we were getting a tank, and I think it was Chris Roberts, who's a city councilor, who said, "Oh, I trust the police because I I can look at them and I b- I believe them." And yeah, I believe he looks everything. into his eyes, right. and He
0: knows that he's going to he's going to do it right. He's an honest
2: he's... person. Now, it's several years ago, um, we have uh, rotaries in New England, and it's just like a roundabout that a circle. If you don't have rotary rotaries where you live um it was just a circle for traffic we had a pd cruiser come flying off the newly opened rotary straight into a house about a quarter mile away fish tailing
0: wow hey partner hold my beer while i see how fast i can accelerate off the rotary 855450 free wait the officer was drinking beer at the time no 18554503733 you can join us on our website also uh, coming up soccer mom busted for running a brothel we'll tell you more it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are awaiting you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, getting liberty-minded people together into the same place to work together to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And That means doing different things. It means uh, getting involved in the political system, which is incredibly open and uh, accessible here in New Hampshire as compared to other places. It means uh, creating media, which is being done quite a bit, uh, both here in Keene and uh, also to some extent out in Manchester. Uh, So we're seeing kind of the the, the core of Liberty Media that's available out there is really being produced here in New Hampshire. Also, uh, there's other things that people can do, like doing outreach. As well as, uh, you know, street theater is always something that folks uh, can get involved in. Of course, civil disobedience and non cooperation, being the media, there's just so much to do. And we have over a thousand people here now in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Over 11,000 people are pledged to make the move, and we want to reach 20,000. So if you like the idea of being with other people who are of a like mindset, people who love the ideas of liberty, who are willing to allow others to be free so they can be free. Then go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about it. That's freestateproject.org. number here, 855-450-FREE. If we can get liberty-minded people together in the same place, then maybe we'll have a chance at not getting these uh, militaristic police components that are being foisted upon police departments all all across the country. We we weren't successful ultimately in rejecting this bearcat, this armored tank uh, truck thing that the police departments are getting from the federal government. We were not successful in refusing it. Uh, Nine city councilors voted in favor of it, four against it. And unfortunately, the, the real bad news was that no one changed their mind after being contacted by probably you know hundreds of people. These city councilors completely ignored uh, all of the feedback that, uh, that they had received and went and they did whatever it is the police wanted to do. That's right. So the more decentralization we can get when it comes to government, the better and the more, uh, the more focused activism efforts can be. The better. I mean, the reason why Keane got put on the map here recently in international press coverage wasn't because of the Pumpkin Festival, which is, you know, kind of like one of the events that Keene, if it's known for anything, is known for around the country. Yeah. Uh, it was because of the Bearcat, it was because of the pushback. Against or, I still don't like those terms, people standing up for their viewpoint on this bearcat, asking for peace instead of militarization. It was because that was happening on a large scale here. And the reason why that was happening on a large scale is because we've got activists here, period. We've got people here who care about, you know, the freedom of others and they're willing to get active. And in addition Keene happens to be a fairly peace oriented community I think just in general it's it's kind of the uh, the liberal corner of uh, of New Hampshire if you will Absolutely. Yeah, so there there does tend to be a little bit more favoritism towards uh, those ideas here the yeah, some some of the ideas of peace. I'm not saying liberals necessarily support peace obviously we know a lot of them support war uh but in general the people here at least a lot of them support peace.
2: I think right. I think we we live amongst mostly
0: peaceful people
2: who are are Underneath a, a mostly not peaceful government
0: right exactly I mean the, the New Hampshire state government is definitely uh, tyrannical but they're not as bad as some of the other states so for instance New Hampshire's uh, made the first place in the Mercatus Center study of all 50 states as far as which one's the freest so but then again that's like saying you've got the best form of cancer there's still <laughs> serious problems here but focusing activism is what can make a difference so uh, this bear cat uh, there was a story about uh, the uh, one of the drones a police department had they were demoing it it crashes into a bear. Cat. I don't know. Is there really anything else to say about that no. besides ha
1: ha ha ha? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So 855 450 free, the SACL CAI toll free line.
1: You know, how far are they from making this drone work and how far are they from having police stations, uh, you know, police departments all over America from having these things? Is really, you know, so the first prototype, they're calling it a prototype. You know, if they're sold it to the police department, that it doesn't sound like a prototype, right? Do you they might buy, have loaned it to them. Do you buy, no, they said they paid $300,000 oh, okay. for it. Yeah. Do you buy prototypes? Seems I, silly. I suppose you could, but it doesn't sound quite right. It does sounds it? like a bad
0: idea. I, I wouldn't mean, want a prototype PlayStation. Who wouldn't play any good games. So right? the
1: first, the first drone. Let's just call it that. The first drone, uh, you know, crashes into something the police department owns. You know. A year from now, this police department's gonna have a fully functional drone that's gonna be flying around and looking at its citizens, um, yeah. you know, doing, doing whatever it is they want it to do. And I'm not entirely sure what I want, what, what they're gonna want it to do, but I know already I'm against it. Um, you know, certainly there's some legitimate police work that can be done with this drone. I'm not gonna say there isn't. However, there's some illegitimate police work that can be done with this drone too, and I'm certain that they're going to use it for that. Police departments all across America are going to have these things within the next five years, and you know this is it. This is what the new America looks like. They're looking at you. They're spying at you. Spying on you. It's 1984, just like they said.
2: Now, who's going to be laughing? And it, I understand we're all laughing here, um, but who's going to be laughing when this goes down in a city? And hurts people, kills people. I mean, not all of us are driving around in Bearcats, unfortunately. I would love one, but not enough that I'm going to go out and
1: rob from my neighbors to buy one. I'm thinking if this hits a convertible, they're really in trouble. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Good question. You're welcome to chime in here with your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That number, again, toll-free, brought to you by SACL CAI, one eight five five. 4503733 I clearly that's a really serious issue and will the police department be held liable for it I wonder about that because we know that the police are not really liable to provide you with any protection services no. so if the cops you know bust down your door when they're doing a police raid they don't have to replace it they don't have to you know do anything for you so I wonder would would there be an insurance policy that would actually cover you know mistaken drone I'm crashes I'm guessing that they would you would think, but then again, just based on how the police have behaved in the past, I I can almost see them shrugging their shoulders and saying, well, price you pay for having protection. That's right. We might crash a drone into your house. Sweep it, you. sweep it under the rug. That's Let's right. talk to Jack. He's listening, to, uh, listening in Caribou, Maine, uh, presumed at WEGP. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: That's the one. Excellent. Good morning. Good evening.
0: Hey, good evening, sir. What's on your mind tonight?
4: Well, uh, we need to be really connecting the dots here. Um, for starters the the drones owned by different counties like Dade County and florida uh they 're touting the idea that they 're unarmed but if you listen for a second uh they 're armed because it 's oh they 're unarmed oh clicked now they 're armed hmm. they're're they 're they're just playing semantics with the games. but the other thing is now we have drones now these things are obviously computer controlled uh video game-type controllers. Um, we also have GPS coordinates, thanks to the census on everybody's front porch. Yep. And on Monday, we had Attorney General Holder who brought up a really bad subject that he would have you would think he would just leave alone and let it die, but he seemed to be compelled after three months to bring the subject up of the government assassinating Americans. Now, he spoke it's at true. one of the big law, for, law colleges and did a whole, like, about 15 minutes on the justification oh, yeah. of the government killing citizens.
0: They're not even trying to hide it anymore. I mean, th- it's well, just—go ahead.
4: It was, it was pretty bad press for the administration, so they just kept their mouths shut for three months. But all of a sudden, they're talking about it. Do You think it might have some meaning
0: good questions jack thanks for making the call tonight appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line things that make you go hmm, 1-855-450-3733 you can bring up whatever you want and uh, more about what the federal government's been up to with the latest on anonymous and the hacktivists coming up this is free talk live
5: if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate. Well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring us anything you want, toll free, at 855-450-FREE. That's SACL, C-A-I, toll free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we bring to you there. Again, freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And uh, once again, you can join us at 855-450-FREE. News about Anonymous. We have been uh, keeping as as up to date as I think we can be on the uh, situation with uh, well the, the hacktivism that's happening out there, the cyber war as it has been called, uh, anonymous and the uh, various groups. Sort of that are of Anonymous. I don't know if I'm really accurately portraying this because there's Anonymous and then there's sec and there's Anti Sec and. Uh, there's a lot of people that
1: really can't get along necessarily. You know, they don't play well with others. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons they kind of do this sort of activism.
0: I think it's very interesting what they uh, what they do, and there there's a lot that they do that we can't report on. They they take down websites all the time. They uh, they grab files from police departments, and in fact, uh, one, of the, one of these groups, AntiSec, has been recently reporting on some of the city council members here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, revealing what they call docs dox uh, documentation about these individuals and where they live and uh, things like that. And of course, that's making some people very upset. Uh, the idea that these so-called public uh, figures should somehow be private that they should have some kind of a right to privacy when they're ruling over all of our lives i think it's i think it's nice to know where the king lives personally
1: well i'm sure that it's available in the phone book um i mean a
0: lot of this is you know all you have to do is look for a little bit and you can find this information
1: but i can see why they feel exposed i mean i i get why they feel exposed i certainly understand that you know i mean what
0: you run for office. That's what happens, though. People are going to dig into you.
1: There's, I, you know, I mean, there's nothing surprising here, though. It's just information. It's being put out. Right. I don't know. I mean, y-
0: you got doxed, too, didn't you? Yeah, somebody doxed me, which I figured that would happen. I mean, if I'm putting information about other people out, it figures somebody's going to target me because, you know, everything <laughs> the Freekeen does is uh, Ian Freeman's fault.
2: That's Right. Uh-huh. That's right. You are responsible. You are responsible for my bad acts, Ian. Mm-hmm.
0: So wait, you're not on Freekeen. <clears throat> Correct, I'm not. Okay. Uh, so one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And of course, we're talking about Freekeen.com. That is uh, my blog site. Uh, from Death and This is a story about uh, the LulzSec bus that just happened fairly recently, apparently, according to uh, Fox News. LulzSec mastermind, and anonymous hacker, Sebu real name Hector Xavier Monseguer, was flipped by the FBI. And this is more of an opinion piece than it is news, so uh, it'll just give you what uh, the way they're looking at it here. Uh, big surprise, writes uh, DJ Pangburn, the author here. Give the FBI a cookie. There has been a widespread belief that Cebu was a rat for quite some time within the hacking community. An August 2011 chat between Cebu and Virus, for instance, reveals Virus quite prophetically wrote in that infamous chat that, quote, I'm absolutely positive you've already gotten raided and are setting your friends up, and when they're done draining you for information and arrest, they'll sentence you, and it'll make news. Beyond that, in a community wherein anyone can have a voice, it stands to reason that subversive government influences are present, whether passively watching or actively suggesting disinformation, false flag operations and immunity. These are the human intelligence gathering techniques that spy agencies use to infiltrate movements. With that in mind, one of two possibilities exist. The FBI has transformed Anonymous into one monolithic false flag operation, or agents take down hackers the way they take down other targets, with one or multiple informants. Sure. I I would guess B, frankly. Judging the FBI's efforts purely on the frequency of Anonymous's activities through the last year, it's probably safe to say that the FBI hasn't accomplished the former and that they are indeed using option B and using informants to take people down. If this conclusion is wildly off base and the former is true, then one has to entertain the following possibilities. That the Stratford hack was socially engineered by the FBI, Stratford, I believe that was at a security firm, uh, maybe even allowed it. The
1: one that issued the apology to Anonymous?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the FBI manipulated Anonymous into a partnership with WikiLeaks in the publication of the global intelligence files. Then, of course, one must wonder if WikiLeaks itself is not a false flag operation. This scenario seems rather unlikely, especially in a world where those who attempt to regulate the internet are always one step behind, if if not more. Uh, when does this or where does this leave Anonymous and its supporters? Well, again, judging from Anonymous's efforts in the last year, which included a hybridization with Occupy Wall Street, the for Hack, a partnership with WikiLeaks, an infiltration of the FBI and Scotland Yard's conference call on Anonymous. <laughs> Operation wow. Anti-ACTA, which struck the Polish government, and the CIAPC hack following ELISA's blockade of the Pirate Bay. Amongst other projects, it would seem that Anonymous, as a global collective, has grown far beyond LulzSec and Mr. Cebu's influence, that it has indeed shed shape, uh, Cebu's influence. So this Cebu is a guy that went down uh, with the FBI and has uh, likely snitched out. And I know he wasn't the only one who went down, but he's, I guess, the the ringleader, so to speak, and so they're focusing on him. More from the piece here. Uh, Anonymous efforts are truly global now and ever-shifting. Unless people believe that stool pigeon Cebu's opera singing is evidence of some international multi-state false flag conspiracy to nab radical hackers, Anonymous likely won't be slowing down anytime soon. Here's a suggestion to the FBI. Maybe you should spend a little less time pursuing Anonymous and put more effort into bringing to justice the white-collar criminals who crashed the economy in 2008, thereby pocketing billions and evaporating middle-class savings, delaying retirement, and sending families into the grip of poverty, driving individuals to suicide or illegal and prescription drug use to numb the pain, theft, alcoholism and welfare that uh, is, uh, the GOP hates so much and saddling college graduates with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt from which they won't soon liberate themselves. Well, that'd be great if the FBI did that, but that would mean they'd have to arrest the people in Congress. Yeah, there'd be a lot of people involved.
1: There are a lot of people involved, and it doesn't stop at Congress. The Federal Reserve, uh, you know, certainly, there, there's certainly plenty of guys high up in the banking industry. Yeah, sure. all the, They're all in
0: Cahoots. Right. The FBI is here to protect those people. It's here to protect the government. It's here to protect their friends. It is not here for your benefit.
2: Anonymous isn't going anywhere anytime soon.
0: No, certainly not. Busting a handful of hackers is not going to take down. T- take down this organization it's
1: just going to make them angry i mean you know i'm sorry to say that the you know this group to some extent is fueled on sort of testosterone and comic books i mean they're they're (laughs) they're they're, you know it's a it's a young male crowd that is frankly they're the big guys on their block um you know in the internet in in the internet world these guys are these guys are the top league
0: right the fbi's got nothing on these cats nothing
1: Yeah, I mean, they needed an informant to catch them. They didn't catch them with other computer hacker guys, hexors uh, or whatever.
0: DJ uh, says here that, yes, one can see how a denial of service attack launched against Sony Pictures would be a priority. The FBI does work for politicians, after all, who are kept in office by the campaign donations of corporations. Indeed, the FBI, like Sabu himself, knows the following maxim all too well. You're always somebody's bitch. From DeathAndTaxesMag.com. dot com, a little bit of perspective there on the big headline news that Anonymous has been taken down. They're taking down the ringleader. They get four or five people,
1: something like that. Yeah, I it wasn't it wasn't much. I mean,
0: yeah, I, but the you know the FBI wants to make. The, it's just like the cops that bust, uh, you know, 50 pounds of pot. You know, they, they like to make that look like they've, they've ended the drug trade. You know, look, we're really getting, getting in there and we're taking out these drug dealers and we're going to make a serious den out there. And it's kind of the same kind of mentality of the reporting here. Look what the FBI is doing. They're cracking down on Anonymous. You better be afraid, you hacktivists. They're out to get you. Yeah, I don't feel
1: any safer as a result of these busts, frankly.
0: No, I, I feel safer with anonymous being out and about and doing what they're doing. They're the right. ones that are that are helping people. They're yeah. the ones that are that are, you know, taking out these agents of destruction known as the federal government. And doing
1: whistleblowing and, and sit-ins. Checks I, and checks and balances.
2: I mean, since we don't have it in government anymore.
0: According to the board operator, they have taken down the websites for the Vatican. Uh, I guess, even during this so-called bust thing. So yeah. clearly, Anonymous is alive and well.
1: And, you know, this taking down websites, these things come, bounce back uh, within 24 hours or whatever, even less than that. It, 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 you know, they essentially do, they, they, what's it, they request the page. That's what they do on the Internet. So they request a lot of pages. Mm-hmm. You know, their server can't handle it. It freezes up, whatever. I mean, you know, that that's what the page is there for, to be requested. What's the big deal?
0: Well, they do. Obviously, Anonymous does more than that. That's one of the more basic things they do, the not, denial of service attacks. It's one of the more easily visible things. So, like, if, if they announce, hey, we've uh, Tango down, as they say, uh, <laughs> when you know when they target the FBI's website, you so, can go and check it. You can pull up FBI.gov, and if it's there, then, you know, they're not telling the truth. But usually when they say it's taken down, they mean it. And the, with a low-orbit ion cannon. Yeah, exactly. 855 eight five five four fifty free But that doesn't include some of the other things they do, like uh, cracking into email servers uh, for police departments and companies and things like that. Like that. More coming up here, 855 free. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. All you have to do is dial in toll-free, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And here tonight, it's Ian, Nemi, and Mark. And uh, you can join us. You can comment on the, uh, the, the cyber war, the hacktivists. Maybe you are part of Anonymous, and you would like to speak out on what's been going on recently, which, of course, the busts of some people affiliated at one time with Anonymous uh, Group, named uh, Lulsec led by allegedly led by someone named Sebu. I mean it's hard to say there are leaders in this group, right? Because you know they're, they're so distributed. They're, they're so wide. I mean, it's not necessarily a hierarchical structure. is Right.
1: It? Any group is going to have uh, people that sort of rise uh, into leadership roles and from a social standpoint, mm-hmm. but not from any kind of hierarchical standpoint. I mean, right. what, anyone could call themselves Cebu, anonymous. Yeah, what does Cebu have to offer these other people other than, you know, his uh, appreciation or, or whatever? I mean that's what leaders and social groups have, you know, they they have the ability to lead people, I guess.
0: Well, right, you can delegate tasks uh, as a leader and uh, but then again no one's going to want to do anything Only, for you if right. you don't appreciate them. You can
2: organize, but uh, educate, yeah, you, lead by example.
0: That's true. Plenty it, of
2: things.
1: But if you're, you know, if they don't feel like they're appreciated or whatever, they're not go- it's not going anywhere.
0: So, again, your thoughts are welcome at 855-450-FREE. We'll continue to update you uh, you know, on more as we hear about it with the uh, sec slash anonymous slash uh folks as they continue to have fun with the government officials out there taking down various websites, revealing emails. I'm sure there's more interesting stuff to come as uh, time goes on here. Now, in other news, uh, we've got $6 gasoline, apparently, and NEMI. You can uh, tell us a little bit about it.
2: Yes. Six dollar gasoline in California. And conveniently, my computer just froze. So I don't have the article for you. <laughs> oh, but no. If you would do me a favor and but, save me here, I can reboot. But and that does I'd be right back to you. Sure.
0: But that does, uh, you know, th- th- things like that happen. Right. Uh, California is always the highest price of uh, gasoline. Do you suppose it has anything to do with taxes? I would guess it does have something to do with taxes and perhaps
1: regulations as well. Well I can uh, you know pull up the uh, the, the story on uh, Hamid Karzai uh, backing restrictive codes for women Perfect. sure we'll tell you more about the $6 gas thing are here. you anywhere like, near you I got thought
0: it up the $6 gas thing but anyway go ahead. I don't have
1: it <laughs> you know that's her, that's her story um, anyway this is from guardian.co.uk apparently Hamid Karzai is backing backing a restrictive code for women oh essentially taking it on back to the Taliban days why is it That the Democrats supported going into or staying in Afghanistan. I've heard I remember one person running for Congress here in New Hampshire saying she supported the actions of uh, Obama in Afghanistan because women were getting their noses cut off. It showed it right on National Geographic. I mean, whatever. Well, Afghanistan's president endorsed a code of conduct issued by an um, influential council of clerics, which activists say represents a giant step backward for women's rights in the country. President Hamid Karzai's remark backing the Alema uh, Council's document which allows husbands to beat wives under certain circumstances and encourages segregation of the sexes is seen as uh, reaching out to insurgents like the Taliban. The U.S. and Karzai hope that the Taliban can be brought into negotiations to end the country's decade-long war. But activists say they are worried that gains made by women since 2001 may be lost in the the process. Hmm. When Taliban, (laughs) look, this is costing us too much money. We're out of here. Yeah, figure out what you're going to do with your own women. It's really what it's boiling down to. When the Taliban urged, uh, ruled Afghanistan before 2001 U.S. invasion, um, girls were banned from going to school and women had to wear burqas that covered them from head to toe. Women were not allowed to leave home without a male relative as an escort. The code of conduct issued by Friday by the Ulma Council as part of a longer statement on national political issues is cast as a set of guidelines that religious women should be obey voluntarily. But activists are concerned it will herald a reversal of the trend in Afghanistan since 2001 to pass laws aimed at expanding women's rights. The rules say women should not travel without a male guardian and should not mingle with strange men in places such as schools, markets, and offices. Beating one's wife is prohibited only if... No Sharia complaint reason, uh, compliant reason. If there is no Sharia compliant reason, it says. Excuse me.
0: Meaning, if she's violating Sharia, Sharia law, or whatever be that beaten. is. Yeah,
1: I'm not familiar with it. You've you read the. I
0: don't know if there was anything about Sharia law in the Quran. I don't recall okay. reading anything about. Maybe
1: Sharia is cultural as yeah. opposed to religious. Asked about the uh, code at a press conference in Kabul, Karzai said it was uh, in line with Islamic law and had been written in con- in uh, consultation with Afghan women's groups. He did not name the groups. Hmm. The cleric's uh, council of Afghanistan did not put any limitation on women, Karzai said, adding it is the Sharia law of all Muslims and all Afghans. So essentially he's backing this contraction of women's rights. It doesn't it doesn't fully whip out the burqa, but it's coming close. A lot of the uh, things that previously were in place, I, I mean, you know, what if the president of the United States Backed some kind of bizarre backwards uh, you know, rules for women uh, I was just thinking
2: here. about that, like local government, if local government came to me and said I would have to have a male relative escort me from my house to go to the store
1: or you know even if we, they brought back uh, you know, more culturally consistent ones here in the United States, sorry, girls. You're not going to be able to own property like you did before. Um, no more voting. Yeah, voting, not so good. And you need to wear something on your head. Cover women, up that face. Women should be covered. Their heads should be covered at all times.
0: Well, right. The idea is to not tempt the men, right? That's the suggestion. Who knows? Well, no, I believe that is the suggestion uh, to where you would need to have someone escort you so the men would not be tempted by you walking alone. Oh, you're alone.
1: talking about the Sharia. Uh, okay.
0: Right, right. Uh, and also, you know, you must cover yourself because, you know— heaven forbid the men see you and get sexual thoughts about you.
1: I've, have you ever seen uh, pictures of uh, – Mus- I've seen a couple of pictures of Muslim men checking out women that are in these in huge the things. Uh, they're still they're looking. Sh- they're still looking. Of course they're still, <laughs> still looking. looking. They're men. Yeah. They're going to look. I mean, right. I could see a shape in there. You know, whatever. They're right. going to look. So what? Why? Who cares? I mean, if it's to stop lust, whatever. I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that it just it it makes the streets more dangerous. If you have somebody who can walk around in a giant sack, you have no idea what they're carrying under it. I mean, if you want a safer place, let everybody run around in Speedos. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me.
0: All right. So so basically you're pointing out here that after a decade of uh, war in Afghanistan on the purported suggestion of we're going to set them free and bring them democracy, that now, with these new rules proposed by uh, or endorsed by the is it president, what does he call yeah, himself? The president um, uh, Hamid Karzai. That uh, the, the women will be taken back to pre two thousand one.
1: I wouldn't say that quite that far, but it's uh, it, it it's taken back the advances, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that they had up to this point. I mean, it's difficult to move a culture along, and governments tend to kind of. Drag back processes of uh, of of you know moving forward, and I get all of those things, and I can see that there's there's probably a lot of culture, a lot of unrest in Afghanistan about these rules. Some women are going to definitely want to be able to walk around in business suits and you know do their thing in the middle of uh, you know the the cities there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas others are you know not going to think that's a great idea. Lots of men are going to think it's a you know good idea. Lots are going to think it's a bad idea. So you have a great deal of pressure. Probably the in the cities, you have more cosmopolitan attitudes. In the countryside, you probably have you know less so.
0: Just guessing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it works the same way as it tends does around
1: here. to be that way. Um, that's generally. how it is in
0: Western culture. It tends to be right around here. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say that it would be the same way in in uh, in Afghanistan. Just guessing. Know.
2: I don't know. I, I I still am just sitting here, blown away, thinking as as a woman I, how this would impact my life and how quickly I would probably be shot.
1: Oh, also, you got to I mean, consider. You would go along with it? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> well, have we met? Uh, well, were, but the thing is, is you wouldn't be the woman you are today because that woman didn't grow up in Afghanistan.
2: And that leads me to wonder what the suicide rate is in Afghanistan because Who knows? I I. I I'm sorry. I think really there is is a nature versus nurture aspect to this that there must be an aspect in in some women's lives in Afghanistan that they know that they don't want to do this.
1: Oh, I would absolutely agree with that. And I would – I would do my
2: best to get out of it as soon as possible. I'd remove the real- my family from it. I you know, I understand that it's religious sharia and I understand United States. Well, that's what? the problem. You can't uh, there's you immigration. Get there? The United States
1: wants nothing to do with letting people uh, you know, come out. over here. Right. This is this is really what it boils down to is this is the problem all across the Middle East. You have these dictators that have been supported by uh, you know, foreign powers, United States among them. Uh, Sh- uh, Syria is a good example. You know, they've been driven into the arms of the Soviet Union and China. China by the United States foreign policy. And so, you know, they're not going to let anybody from Syria come on over here the United States and work for a better life and that kind of thing. So people are trapped there getting artillery shelled by their by their own government. Right. right.
0: If if uh, this country, if the people in this country actually cared about freedom, they would open the borders and allow anyone who wants to come here come here and make a better life for themselves now you know
1: obviously the the welfare state and all these things this shouldn't be available to frankly i don't
0: think it should be available to anybody absolutely more coming up here hour number two is next 855-453 that's the CACL CAI toll free line that would be the best form of foreign aid possible
6: in every age a technology is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel the printing press
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 855 free. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of this program. With you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. You may get interactive there. And you can create the content. You can vote on things on the site. You can add things to it. Uh, and when I say things, I mean maybe news articles or blog posts or YouTube video. Something you think our listeners will enjoy. You submit it as show prep. Others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've submitted. You get to vote on things as well. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Uh, so, Nemi, mean, last hour we... Uh, kind of suggested that we'd be talking about six dollar gasoline and you're saying that the article you were looking for has disappeared from yes, the yes
2: amazingly enough uh, what i'm looking at now is california com, which um when i refresh it earlier when i had it up on my screen earlier there was a um, a place in uh, west covina california that had six dollars and 19 cents for gas okay um it's this and it's gone down a, since it's then. Gone like down a, like and a, it's gone down like a whole it, dollar. It's the folks gone from down. West Covina
1: probably appreciate
0: that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And now it's only 5.21. Um,
0: Jesus, that's crazy. It's, it is. <laughs> I just spent 50 bucks to fill up my new uh car's gas tank and it didn't even fill the whole thing up. Uh, I
2: know. It's really? it's crazy. I drive a hybrid and you know, I it's it's crazy to me. I can't afford to fill my gas tank. Mm. You know and that's why i bought this car so i could afford to fill the gas tank it's going
0: to change how people <laughs> behave i mean if if gas obviously gas prices have gone up quite a bit uh you know in the last few years i remember in my in my lifetime it's been a dollar and now it's it's three something
1: in 1998 not that long ago i remember it being 89 cents right. in union south carolina i was driving around i mean it and it, it hasn't been that long Really, that long. It hasn't been a decade since it was in you know $1 and something.
0: Well, it's an indicator. Uh, remember, it's, it's important to remember when we're talking about gas prices, for those that aren't aware. In a lot of cases, you look at the price of gas and you translate it into silver. Or gold. Then, you know, some sort of hard metal that theoretically or in, that in the past in general has kind of kept its value over time as the government has inflated the currency. Uh, gas prices are sort of an indicator in some cases of uh, you know inflation of the money money supply. Now, obviously, we're not looking at a true market value because they're subsidized. I mean, the gas companies are are essentially getting government money by the fact that the government's providing them with protection services, meaning they're going over and uh, helping them attain new oil fields in the Middle East through the the force of the U.S. military, protecting their trade routes across the uh, the Atlantic uh, Ocean, mm-hmm. for instance, and. You know, th- there's a lot of money involved there, and that helps keep the price down. Also, research for
1: where um, these mineral deposits are, uh, you know, that, that's a huge part of this. Uh, so, I mean, there's all kinds of subsidies and all kinds of different ways that but go to can the oil only, companies.
0: those subsidies can only go so far. I mean, you can only screw with the marketplace and supply and demand only to a certain extent. Sure. I and mean, so- I, I,
1: well, I think that's wrong. I mean, when you think about other industries, I don't, you know, whichever industry uh, inside, whichever uh, sector of the the um, you know the energy sector. So you know whether it's uh, solar or wind or hydro or you know something that's coming along that we don't even know about yet. The, those companies are at a disadvantage in competing with the oil companies because the oil companies are getting all these subsidies.
0: Right, so, which results in them begging for their own subsidies at the federal trough.
1: If you want to find out what's the most efficient way to do things, then you need to make these things moral. And to make them moral, you need to take stolen money in the form of taxes out of the scenario. For sure. Whether it's to Solendra for solar power or whether it's to uh, you know, Exxon for protection... Uh, protection racket from the United States military, whatever it is.
2: I think it's important to mention, too, that there's in Europe, there's been six dollar a liter gas for a very long time. And where does that money go? And in Europe, it's a, a huge chunk of it goes to mass transit, health care, taxes, 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 absolutely. But here it goes, It, it the, the flow of money goes to the corporate executives, like the vacation homes for extra. Well, there's tax, Mobil. plenty of taxes
0: on gas here, too.
2: That's very true.
0: But how
2: much of it is actually going to? You don't
1: think the profit margin is about the same in Europe as it is here? I don't here? think
0: so. I, I think the think, profit, think profit we margin. We're we talking about for the retailer. Yes. Yeah. It I mean, can't see that much for
1: everybody for the retail, the wholesaler, Typically, everybody. The, the that produces retailer
0: and it. gas only makes like a cent or two per you know per gallon. They're not making a whole lot. It
1: de- depending, yeah.
2: It certainly doesn't help that California is falling apart as it is.
1: You know, I think that uh, essentially if there wasn't as much profit of selling gas in Europe, then they wouldn't sell gas in Europe. I mean, you know, if if the oil companies that, uh, you know, sold gas in Europe only made 25 cents a gallon, whereas the oil companies that sell gas in the United States, the same companies that sell gas in the United States make 50 cents a gallon, then they're going to sell all their gasoline in the United States until it reaches some kind of equilibrium, um, you know, there. I mean, obviously, this is a larger market as far as consumption goes. The reason that they have less oil consumption in Europe is because the taxes are prohibitively high. They're mm-hmm. using them as a, uh, you know, a sin tax, essentially.
0: You know, actually, I don't know how much money they make on a gallon of gas, but I've heard it's very, very little. Yeah, and very, very I, little. I can imagine it would be because of the severe competition involved in the industry. I mean, you look at a corner, a street corner, you got three gas stations. They all had the same price uh, for the, in most cases. That means they've got to be cutting their profit down to the bare, bare minimum on those those gallons of gas. Well, I've heard, you know, it.
1: essentially the, uh, the they'll run it the, – the oil companies will – put their name on your station essentially Mm -hmm. and you make the money on chips soda pop uh, hot dogs and whatever else you sell inside and they make the money on the sale of the gas you use it as a loss leader essentially to get Get people people to come uh, to to the door you know and as businesses are always looking for reasons for people to come i generally don't go into a convenience store you know i swipe a card fill it up get back in and i go
2: Boom,
0: done.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, you know, there's just not much in a convenience store I'm looking for. Sometimes I'll get a, a craving for a Coca-Cola and I'll go in, but not not common.
0: Most service stations, according to uh, CNN Money, and uh, thanks to the board op for uh, providing the link. The uh, according to CNN Money, most service stations are independently owned and operated, and take in between seven and ten cents for every gallon they sell, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. And that 7 to 10 cents going to the gas station isn't even profit. Out of that, station. stationers still have to pay leases, workers, and other expenses, leaving them with a profit of just a few cents. For the service stations, most profit comes from coffee, cigarettes, food, and other amenities. So there you go. There you go. A little bit of info for you there. And so this is going to change how people, and already is likely, changing the how government people get more money years. per gallon than anybody else does. Yes. No doubt. Governments. The federal government, I think, gets the most, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I'd have to check the numbers out. I've I've seen, you know, d- it depends on the municipality. Some municipalities have very high rates. Okay, I'm wrong. Uh, 18 cents going to the feds per gallon. This is as of 2008. So this could be outdated. Uh, state tax is very widely, but the national average is twenty two cents per gallon. So, feds and state governments may be about on par. But everybody who drives any distance knows that some towns have cheaper gas than others. Well, sure.
2: Sure, right there's now, federal,
0: state, and local taxes. Right, in some right cases. now,
2: there's. Uh, I just gassed up today. It's three seventy nine a gallon in Keene, um, and, and that's it, for low low end. That's yes. right. That's eighty seven. And um, a friend of mine is reporting three oh nine in Illinois
0: and as we just heard nearly 6 dollars per gallon out in uh California so how is this affecting you how how are these gas prices that are continually going up and there's no end to that in sight as long as the federal government continues its warmongering around the world uh and you know pouring cash into uh you know defense it, they're going to keep printing money to do that and that's going to result in continuing increases in costs of living, not just to gas, but there's a, you know, the trickle-down effect when it comes to gas prices going up is that everything else goes up in price. So all the food that's getting to your it's marketplace true. is getting there on a truck.
1: It hits those truckers in, right in the, the wallet, and you know what can they do but pass it on?
0: Exactly. So you're going to see the cost of any product that has to sit on the back of a truck uh, going up. And you know, it only be a few cents here and there, but over time, it just consistently goes sure. up and up and up, and it digs into your ability to uh, you know to have an, a good lifestyle. The cost of living. There's a the, there's a fun article in the Onion uh, this week about how the cost of living has now increased the worthwhileness of of living, or something like it. it's right. gone past uh, making it worthwhile to live, essentially.
1: Right. The uh, what's the what do they call that? The uh, you know, it's it's a cost benefit analysis, yeah. and the uh, cost benefit analysis of life has uh, you know the cost of living benefit analysis has just
0: come up negative. Right. It's no longer worth it, according to uh, The Onion. Right. To go on living. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much. So how has this changed how you are behaving? Is it changing, you know, what you do for work? Is it changing how you go shopping? Like, for instance, maybe going shopping only once per week and hitting every store you need to hit in kind of a a circuit? Trip planning. What sort of uh, changes have you made in your habits, uh, your travel habits, when it comes to these gas prices going up? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. this is free talk live the toll free number for you is 855-453 it's the SACL cai toll free line 1-855-450-3733 and joining you tonight it's ian nemi and mark inviting you to our website as well over at freetalklive.com Uh, You've got a site there that allows you to access it for free. But if you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a free bumper sticker there and other uh, things like web graphics and banners to flyers you can print out and post around town. Uh, Go to promote.freetalklive.com.
1: Keep peace on top. Antiwar.com needs your support. You can double your donation value today with matching funds. If you give today to antiwar.com during their pledge drive you'll they'll be they'll get matching funds from an anonymous donor uh by the way this is brought to you by SACLCAI. CAI slash donate is where you go, go to do it or you can call their number it's uh, 323-512-7095 it's antiwar.com 323-512-7095 donate today
0: all right, let's go to you and your thoughts. Uh, we've been talking about gas prices in this country and how they continue to go up. Uh, that's not because the gas companies are trying to gouge anybody. It's simply because they have to keep their prices uh, rising based on you know what the status in the economy is. There's more money being poured into the economy from the federal government, so inevitably prices rise everywhere. I mean that's that's one of the, uh, the effects of inflation. Remember, inflation isn't a rise in prices. Inflation is what they teach. They teach you in government school that it's a rise in prices. That's not true. Uh, it's a rise in or an increase in the money supply, and when there's more money being supplied to the country, that means prices tend to go up because the the amount of goods is still the same. Sure. So Dem- demand is uh, obviously there, but supply
1: the supply is increased,
0: right. so the value is going to decrease. Let's talk to Ryan. Now, my question was, how is this affecting you? Has it affected you yet? Because it's going to at some point, most likely. Uh, uh, it's affecting everybody have already. You, have you changed your habits? In regards to driving because of these gas prices, or what else, whatever else you want to tell us at 450 free. Ryan is in Indy listening to W X N T. Hello, Ryan.
3: Uh, good evening, hey. uh, gents and ladies. Um, I uh, I work as a freelancer, so um, usually I've been able to write off the taxes that I or write off the mileage that I pay or the, that I drive on my taxes at the end of the year. But lately, I've been actually trying to get some of that. Uh, at least my gas receipts reimbursed, or getting some of that money paid uh, up front, um, so it's affected me <clears throat> in that way. I've had to start doing that, of course, people don't really like to pay it because you know why are you charging us more all of a sudden so meaning so like, like well, well, you
0: know, with, uh, what kind of freelancing do you do if you can if you can tell us
3: I've called into this show before uh, I work in the film industry um we had talked about uh this when SOPA and piPA were kind of out it uh, talked about uh piracy and stuff like that so as well. So you've got like but a basic
0: rate that you'll charge to come shoot video, and uh, now you're having to charge like a surcharge for gas on top of that, basically?
3: Yeah. I mean, I have to pick those battles kind of um, pick and choose where I do that. I mean, if it's working for somebody I've not worked with before mm-hmm. and they're, they're expecting a certain amount of um, normalcy, then that can be, it's kind of a, a shot in the dark. I mean, I never know how it's going to rub people the wrong way. I generally tend to not do it, um, or at least I haven't yet. For um, the people that I work with often, because uh, being a freelancer, there's absolutely no job security. So I appreciate any kind of repeat business that I do get.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah but, oftentimes you want to say... give a, a discount to uh, you know repeat customers and that, that kind of thing to keep them around. Um, new customers absolutely. don't have an expectation of cost necessarily, so you can sometimes you know change things up that um, with new people.
3: Right, and where I am in the Midwest, a lot of times the new people are coming from the coast, either New York or L.A., and they're used to paying more anyway. Mm. So, um, you know, I have an advantage where my cost of living is a little bit less here than L.A. or New York. So that that helps me in that regard, but it it doesn't help me paying that much for gas, and it's just as high here as as a lot of other places. So um, I think I just, you guys said it was D-79 in New Hampshire. That's about what it is here in Indianapolis today. So um, one thing I would suggest, and I, I can't, I haven't done it right now, but I've done it in the past, is, um, you know, weather permitting, try and get a motorcycle or a scooter. Amen. Uh, (laughs) Even the biggest, I I used to ride a fairly large BMW, and I still got 50 miles to the gallon, filling it with uh, premium gas. So, um, you know, five bucks or five gallons at a time, while it's still going to cost a lot, you're going to get a lot further on it. Diesel is also another option. You can also use biodiesel. Um, but diesel is about the same as gas now, and diesel engines tend to get a little bit better gas mileage.
1: They also uh, tend to last end. a lot longer. Yep, that's uh, very true. Diesel. That's true. And um, you know, it, you true. say the biggest motorcycle, the littlest ones will get a hundred miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if you Correct. live in an urban area and you just commute in town. I had an I had a motor scooter at one point and those things get 100 miles to the gallon. Yeah. They don't go above 30 uh, depending on the size right. of it. mine was a 50cc but you know the the bigger the size the the faster they go. Brian, people, I,
2: was, I was averaging right. 80 miles uh, 80 miles to the gallon on on my motorcycle last year and right now I'm still averaging right around 40 45 in my hybrid but that's that's still prohibitively expensive.
0: Well of right. course people People getting new rides, I mean, that's another cost that a lot of people maybe aren't ready to shoulder, even though it might be beneficial for them. It, uh, you that's know, true, long run, uh, it might uh, be beneficial, but there's the th- you know, few thousand bucks that you've got to spend up front to, uh, to get into that, right? I mean, motorcycles aren't that cheap, are well, they? Now, oh, yeah, you can get motorcycles underneath $1,000, yeah. sure. Really? Sure,
2: it, well, you
3: can yeah,
2: if you know what you're doing you get, to fix it.
0: I, I,
3: right, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, motorcycles, motorcycles, like everything else, are going up. I mean, five or ten years ago, you could get really high-performance racing bikes for ten grand. Now they're more like 15. Right. Um, but uh, even a used, a good used motorcycle is probably going to cost you $2,000, but that's a lot less than going out and spending, you know, $40,000 for a Chevy Bolt, mm-hmm. which is just insane
2: and, to me. And they're awful um, cars anyway. I I was right. a diesel driver before I, I, I bought my hybrid, and I absolutely loved my diesels. I was getting 65, 70 miles to the gallon in my VWs.
3: Right. Yeah. VWs and the old... Uh, Volvo wagons and things like that if you still need a lot of space to haul things around. Uh, I currently drive a van when I have to work um, freelance, and it's it's really painful to fill up and $65, $70 a pop, Absolutely. 20, 20 miles a gallon.
0: Ryan, thanks so. for sharing your experience. Any other thoughts you want to yep. share?
3: Uh, Nope, keep up the good work.
0: I'll keep listening. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And I think this is really going to hurt people that, uh, you know, live in a more sprawling sort of an area. We've got a nice gig here, uh, Nemi, you and I. We live in Keene, New Hampshire, where everything's pretty compact. I mean, you can, it was rated as the most walkable city in New Hampshire. It is the
2: most walkable city in New Hampshire. Right. Absolutely. And there's
0: a website called walkable.org that rates these things. So if you're living in a walkable city, then you don't really need to even have a, a, a bicycle or a, a mini bike or whatever that's right but having a bicycle can certainly help i mean there's that's just your foot power so you can always th- consider options that can get you from point a to point b as long as you don't have to carry a bunch of stuff uh the, you know these are things that can help you
2: there's also hypermiling and What's i didn't that? i didn't hear of hypermiling until i bought my hybrid and hypermiling is a new mode of driving Developed in recent years that utilizes certain techniques to help save gas and maximize the fuel economy of a car, Um, like coasting downhill Mm -hmm. is illegal in New Hampshire. Really? Absolutely. And but if you coast, because it's against the law. Somebody (laughs) thought it was it because somebody thought it's important because it's
0: against the law because it's against the law. Sometimes they have a reason for these things. But yeah,
2: there are a variety of techniques, and they they come out of necessity. Hard times, you need to save gas, so you coast downhill. Makes sense. Yeah, you know, just take it out, take out it of out here.
0: of drive. Yeah. All 855-450-FREE. Right, That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And besides, does anyone ever get busted for that? How would they prove that you're coasting? That's true. They would have to be in your car and see you do the motions necessary to go into a uh, coast mode. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, and we give them to you for free. So enjoy those. FreetalkLive.com. We've got stuff like listening options, broadband, dial up, and mid band size streams for different internet connections, whichever one works best for you. You can go find out over at listen.freetalklive.com. It's the latest episode of Freetalk Live streaming live 24 7. Uh, plus, our radio listening options are listed for you over 100 great AM and FM stations across the country. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU Band channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. All of those ways are available to you. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more.
1: Now on Free talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver on a regular basis. We just talked about it, uh, you know, the comparison of gas prices to gold, and frankly, there's a, uh, what I call, let's see, I looked it up here recently, it's a a, a reality check with Ben Swan. That's Ben Swan's reality check. And you go see this video and he talks about the relationship between gold and gas and how they're very similar and have been for decades. It's about inflation. And as they're inflating the currency, your investments are suffering. You know, you had $10,000 in the bank or you had $10,000, uh, you know, uh, 10 years ago. And they printed a bunch of money. It's not worth what it was Mm -mm. anymore. So you can use gold as a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency. And in order to get gold and silver, you need to buy right go to gold.freetalklive.com check the prices there before you buy gold and silver anywhere check gold.freetalklive.com when you do you help Free Talk Live got all kinds of gold pieces and uh, coins there that uh, you can comparison shop at other places it's gold.freetalklive.com
0: continue with your thoughts we're talking about gas prices uh, just recently eclipsing $6 per gallon in some places in California Uh, and you can expect that they're probably going to keep going up over time as uh, the subsidies can only the federal government subsidies can only fight against the marketplace so much uh so as they continue to inflate the currency you'll likely see that uh, being shown in prices especially more visible prices like the price of gas so how are you adjusting to it what what have you done to change your behavior your your patterns your habits to adjust to the higher price of gas let's talk to jeff of course you can also bring up anything jeff listening in south haven michigan to wsjm out of benton harbor hey jeff hey hello
7: and thank you for taking my call
0: welcome sir go ahead with your thoughts
7: uh, I've been experimenting with uh, motorized bicycles for about three or four years now. Uh, if you go on the Internet, there's lots of ideas for that. Some are, of course, more practical than others. Uh, so the upshot of it is, is I designed my own unit. And, um, you know, basically, you know, it's very simple. It, it uh, a lot. It's built like farm equipment, like old John Deere or Alice Chalmers farm equipment, uh, so it's rugged. Uh, and I'm using a lot of bicycle parts in its, in itself in itself not a lot, but a few bicycle parts within itself So, what? you know, it makes it truly practical. But What's I'm using weed whacker
1: motor. What's the legality?
7: What I do is uh, you put a rearview mirror on them, you put a horn on them, you know, just a squeeze horn or something. Uh, You have to have rear lights, front lights, and you just get a moped's license on them. Okay, and
1: how do they handle hills? I mean, I don't know what it's like in—I couldn't tell you in in Michigan where you are, as far as uh, oh, I drive all year round. Yeah, but hills.
7: Oh yeah. Oh, we have sand dunes here up near South Haven. It'll take. uh, Now you have to understand. I'm using what they call a friction drive. So my whole motor moved. I mean, I just put like a wooden wheel, or else I can use a metal uh, foot peg, a neuralized foot peg, and uh, all it does is rub against the tire, and it'll take me right up a sand dune.
1: So you would say no problem with any hill that was paved, uh, that was good enough for cars to go up?
7: Oh, absolutely not. Now, our area is uh, being, uh, 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 what do you call it, developed for bicycle trails. So we have bike trails now. The law says you can't take a motorized vehicle on a trail, but one of my devices you can because you can pedal it. In other words, you can just leave the motor off, lift it up off the motor, you know, off the tire with your handle, and just pedal.
1: So um, So you can. can you you get the best of both worlds? Can you assist the vehicle when it is deciding when you when you are using the motor, or do you not need to?
7: No, uh, because it's friction drive. I mean, you can leave the motor idle and you can use this handle to lift it up off the motor, you know, like a little, uh, uh, like a shift lever. I see. It's like, uh, I'm trying to think the, the closest thing I can think of it would be like the jockey shifter on a Harley.
1: How many, that means nothing to me, how many of, uh, how many miles to the gallon are you getting on this thing?
7: Oh, uh, I, ha- I don't use anything more but the original little plastic gas tank that they give me to mix the oil, because it's a two-stroke to mix the oil and the gas with. But uh, the town of so t- uh, South Haven, from where what I'm is that, staying, a pint? About seven miles. So I can go seven miles, seven miles back. And I can probably do that three three or four times before I have to refill the tank.
2: I would love to see pictures. Do you have a website or a blog or anything that you can share no, with us?
7: No, I mean, I, I'm so dirt poor. <laughs> I put all my money into it. It's taken me like four years to develop this thing. To well, get the it good right news about
0: simple. websites is you can have them for free online. So if you really wanted to, you could go and you know start a WordPress blog uh, you could, I mean, you could go through free agents, fr33agents.com, get a free blog. Very Facebook nice. will let you post, um, you know, pictures. Can I and... the,
7: okay. Free agents. Huh? Okay. Thanks. Yeah. That's so, a good tip. So the miles, miles suggest- per hour, the, wait, what Mark
1: miles right. per hour. Okay. good.
7: Ask him. Oh, mine. It'll do, it'll do in excess of like 21, 22 miles an hour. With not no bad. problem. I mean, the size of the uh, – it depends on the size of the drive wheel that you use. The bigger the drive wheel, you know, the faster to go. But I, I just like a happy medium. If you do 18 or 20 miles on a bicycle, a 26-inch balloon tire, you know, beach bike, that's plenty fast.
1: Yeah. So what about um, – you know, have you ever had any trouble going along – because you're going along the side of the road at 20, 22 miles an well, hour. Vehicles aren't passing you very – you know, they're not yeah, giving you the full the lane to pass I have
7: you. a moped. Yeah. I'm. I, I have that up for sale now because uh, I don't like driving on the side of the road or you know near the edge because the mopeds only do about 30 miles an hour legally here, mm-hmm. okay? And the traffic's always going faster than that, and it's just a very unsettling thing to have the traffic going by you. Sure. So with the bicycle and with our with our bicycle path development that they're doing here, I get the best of both worlds. I can pedal down the. Uh, Trails, and then when I'm a little tired or because I'm older, I'm like 58 now. So, what I do is I, I can get on the side of the road where there's less traffic, I can engage the motor and use it then.
0: Interesting. Well, hey, so, uh, uh, you know so what? I
1: think, I think is, this is a great idea for people that it, it right. works for. I mean, you well, know, uh, absolutely.
7: that's why having oh, a but website. There's more is... good news to this. Okay. Because a moped license here uh, in the state of Michigan, I, it's not very, I can't remember if it's 15 or $18. And you don't have to have insurance on the vehicle. Heck, in this state, on a moped, you don't even have to wear a helmet Interesting. With a
2: moped.
1: That's very interesting. I think that's, that's, that's probably true in a lot of states. I know it was true in, um, in Florida at one point. But that's, uh, that's So you're waiting. saying you, you operate completely without a car? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I,
7: I've been out of work too long. I can't afford the insurance, the maintenance on a car, but the bicycles and the weed whacker motors, I can buy used weed whackers in a junkyard for like 5 or $6, and all I have to do is give them a quick once-over, usually change rings or something, and I've got another motor going.
2: This is fantastic news. You sound really upbeat about it. I would love to see a web presence and see photos and videos of, of what you're working on because I, oh, I think I'm it sounds really great. Want.
7: Uh, on the internet there 's tons of people doing this with it in, in other ways it 's just that I think my design has a one up on them because like mine mine uses a bicycle shock that you can actually adjust the uh Pressure of the motor and the drive wheel against the wheel with and it, There's no, you know, I mean, it's just a good, better design. I wonder nice. how much
0: more. Thanks, Jeff, for the call and the heads up on oh, that you're tonight. Welcome. Uh, Thank, you. Thank you. At 855 450 free. I wonder how many more of, uh, you know, obviously he's, he's right. Clearly he's, he's not the only one out there developing and working on something like this. But while it may be in the realm of the hobbyist today, how far away are we from someone like Jeff coming up with a maybe more mass manufactured version of something like this where you can hire out someone like Jeff? Like me, I don't have the technical wizardry to do this stuff so like i if i were interested in getting something like that then it would be nice to have it available in the marketplace
1: absolutely i, would I love the idea if you happen to live in a city it makes even more sense i live out in the country and mm-hmm. i really don't like the idea of cars whipping past me at 55 miles an hour on uh you know with when there's a six inch shoulder on the road while headed downhill but um you know some of the things i, w- I wonder
0: about is rain well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously the issue of, of the elements. 855-453, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control the airwaves. Free Talk Live. This
8: program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: Live, And you can bring up anything that you want. Toll free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1-855-450-3733. Don't forget you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Been talking about gas this hour. The cost of gas continuing to go up. How is it that people's behavior will change? We had uh, one gentleman tell us that he has uh, been having to charge a surcharge because he's a freelancer and he's got to travel places to uh, to do his business and it's costing more to travel now, so are going to have to just add in an extra charge on what he's been charging his customers. In order Nothing's to free, that. right? There's that. Uh, plus, another gentleman talking about making a bicycle with, uh, with a two-stroke engine on it to kind of... Maximize the, uh, you know, the his ability to travel uh, short, relatively short distances at uh, relatively low cost, but still increase the the comfort to him. Being an older gentleman, it was not as easy for him to uh, to pedal everywhere. Uh, so, backing up his foot power with a little bit of gas power. So, what are some of the other things that uh, that people can do out there or are doing? Uh, Nemi, you talked about changing driving habits, like coasting downhill, sure, and drafting on
2: on large vehicles too. It's not wise. It's not safe, and there's actually a um a hypermiling safety foundation that's been founded to kind of counteract some of the the negative press
1: that's been put out there about hypermiling. So this is hypermiling. And, you know, I've I talked to my mechanic about this, uh, putting in in neutral in order to go down hills. And, you know, this may have made sense. When they had cars with carburetors and that kind of thing, but now with fuel injected engines, the the fuel injector isn't injecting as much fuel. There may be some savings, but it's probably pretty mitigable. Is what uh, the you know, there there probably is some savings, but it's probably pretty mitigable. Is what I'm guessing.
0: You mean to coasting? Yes. Gotcha. Eight five five four fifty free. If you've got some uh, you know, examples of how your life has changed, are you are you doing more carpooling? You know, we talked about going to different stores once a week or maybe less than once a week, maybe once every other week. Trip planning. Trip too. planning. So plotting out where you're going to go rather than zigzagging around or going one place one day and one place the next day.
1: Well, that's at our house. We you know, if you needed something in town, you ran in town and you got it. But not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for I, I suspect this is what's going on with lots of people is hey, they drop that trip, that extra trip to grandma's house once a month. And they also, you know, go into they. They make their trips just, uh, but much more efficiently.
0: Well, right. And how many people are doing the what they call what, staycations, where mm-hmm. people are not really going anywhere for vacation? Sure. They're they're trying to you know keep as much of their money in the house as uh, as possible and staying home. So, also, is that going to affect? I know, Mark, you've told me that your son Jack, uh, four-year-old son Jack, has uh, various different things that he can do around town, like go to you know classes or whatever, swim sure. class. Uh, does that mean that uh, people are going to do less with their kids? Are they going to? Are parents going to try to find more at home, stay-at-home activities for uh, for children? Of course they are. Take them out, sort of activities.
1: Absolutely, they are. You know, I mean, those those are just the. Just the that's what's going to happen. Well, you see, when gas prices go up, travel goes down. End so, of story.
0: Uh, 855-453. That's a toll free number. Vince is on the line, listening in Indy to W X N T. Hey Vince.
8: Hi, Ian and Mark and Nummy. Hey, I guys. just wanted to say that well, I live off the grid. I mean, I have for about twenty five years. So cool. So I don't pay a lot of. Uh, I still, you know, I have two old pickups, and I've kept them in tip top shape over the years. And uh, now they're very gas efficient. One's manual, and the other's an automatic transmission, but I bought these trucks back in the mid eighties Wow, and I mean
1: how much did it cost uh, you to go off the grid? huh? How much did it cost you to go off the grid?
0: Oh, I've
8: saved money over the years
0: over the I, years, but initially it's usually a fairly uh it's a fairly expensive well, what cost.
8: It, what it did was I did it a little bit each time, mm-hmm. you know I went off the electrical grid and then I went off the water.
1: And then I went off the ga- the natural gas heat. I went off the I've just recently gone off of heating my water, um, you know, by electricity. And I'm heating it now with, uh, you know, my outdoor wood boiler, which heats my house during the winter. And I saw significant savings as far as electricity goes. And this is just, you know, an, another type of energy. And, you know, there's a big advantages to it, but it can be costly if you want to put up a windmill system or a solar system. It can be very costly.
8: I have quite a few generators. I have about 12 different types of generators. I have gas-powered, electric, and
0: solar-powered. So you're buying gasoline to power your generators?
8: Yes, I have three of them.
0: Okay. They're, is that really off the grid? I mean, if you're depending on the services of a gas company, I understand solar is certainly off the grid, but is being is depending on the gas pump to have gasoline technically off the grid? I would say it's not. I would say it is.
8: Because we buy, I work with this uh, a couple of gentlemen who farm because we i've bought shares of cows sure they 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 buy their gasoline and then they buy they put it in tanks underground tanks.
0: okay i see what you're saying if you're storing a whole boatload of uh, of gas and it's very rare that you have to uh to refuel that uh that makes sense i just feel like yeah okay technically i guess the grid is like being connected to some sort of service at all times is that how we want to define the grid where you're, yeah. you're constantly connected to some kind of a service? It seems to me if you're taking
1: delivery of energy that you're taking delivery of energy. Right.
0: You're still reliant on the system in that particular case. It may be a different system upon which you're relying, uh, but... It is still a But system. it does give
1: him the ability to uh, com- you know, take competing energy as opposed to the power company, which
0: does not allow competing energy. They're, not, they're granted a government monopoly.
2: I agree with Mark's logic on this one.
0: Vince, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI tool free line. So solar is one way to get off the grid. But you really can't run a whole lot off of solar, can you?
1: So, so You know, solar's solar's coming along. It's getting better and better as That's time goes by. That's what I keep by. hearing.
0: But, it's still pretty expensive,
1: and, you know, wind, it's got its ups and downs. Really, when it comes down to it, if you've got some kind of moving water on your property, you're really in pretty good
0: shape. Is that the best alternative uh, form of energy? or It
1: is, but, it you know, it can be very difficult in dealing with uh, you know, local and state organizations, the EPA, that kind of thing. Who knows? You know what? You can't just build a dam, you mm-hmm. know, anymore.
2: No, no, you can't, because even even on private property, if you have a dam, you have um, annual inspections and upkeep and maintenance and. All sorts of all sorts of restrictions that you have to abide by, unless you want to be fined by the government.
1: Now, oftentimes people have small, uh, you know, little tributaries that uh, the government's not going to pay attention to, and you can put together small hydropower situations there. It's not really a dam, just you know, water wheels and that kind of thing.
0: I think the less reliant you are on the grid, uh, you know, the better, no doubt. So if you're Method of uh, backup is a gasoline generator or in my case, I think i 've got a propane uh, generator there 's natural gas as well and uh you know if you if you, if you 've got something to make it so you 're not entirely reliant that uh, that helps but i 'm here in the city i mean there 's only so much that I can do you can 't drill a well here in the city right unless you uh, unless like, isn't it completely illegal? Didn't you look into this at one time, Mark? Like, you, ha- yeah. you have to be hooked up to city water? You have to be hooked. It depends on the city, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, in,
1: in this particular city, if if you can get city water, you have to get city water. Mm-hmm. If you can't get city water, um, you may have to run city water to your house and pay for that and then pay for city water. But in certain circumstances, if you're out far enough where they don't offer you city water, then you must drill a well. So it's like we we tell you how you get your water and that's it.
0: And the more urbanized an area, the more likely you're going to encounter things like that, right? The, the more difficult getting off the grid is, the more urban the area. I mean, for instance, New York City. What can you really do there?
1: There's uh, another thing that I, you know, didn't have, didn't get a chance to mention is gasification. This can be done with wood chips or wood or you know things like that. You have to look into it thoroughly. I can't explain it to you. I'm not an expert in gasification, but it's 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 interesting. You can run generators off of it. Gasification. It's called gasification. What is it again? Essentially, you do something to wood in order to be able to, you know, get the stuff out of it to be able to power a generator. Apparently, you can, without too much conversion, power a gasoline generator. Getting gas from wood? Yep. Interesting.
2: I would be interested in hearing more about that. It's a
1: relatively old technology uh, you know, used by farmers and that kind of thing. You'll, you know, I, I just talked to a friend today who saw a video online of an El Camino that used a gasification system. So go on YouTube, search El Camino gasification. You should be able to pull it up.
0: Well, one of the other things you probably start seeing is uh, people moving in together more often than they might have in the past. Oh, so yeah, that, there's going to be a lot happening. of that. Uh, lots of folks moving back in with parents, maybe uh, couples moving in with other couples, families moving in with other other families. Of course, there are also laws that prohibit that, too. So a lot of these governmental uh, regulations are going to stand in the way of people getting as much of an efficient uh, living experience as possible. For instance, uh, here in Keene, there's some regulation that says four people who are unrelated can't live – or more than four people who are unrelated can't live together. Now, obviously, it's going to be difficult for them to prove that case. They would have to have proof – That, you know, those people were living together who shouldn't be living together, and they'd have to be able to prove in court that you're violating those ordinances. But it sucks. All it takes is a neighbor to snitch on you. I don't know if they'd be able to prove that you were living there necessarily, but. Again, snitching will happen, people especially when some do people do tend are
1: to talk to the police, uh, and that, that's one of those circumstances
0: where you would not want to give any information. You would not want to talk to them. It's always a bad idea to, to uh, talk to the police. But what other things are the people doing in your area? What are you doing to change your lifestyle to uh, lower the cost of living? Because that's a real challenge for people. 855 450 free.
4: Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am that dirty ass. Take away everything you can get.
1: Keep them on the hook with this immortal plan. I call it...
4: songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Toll free number here, 855 453 the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 450 Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features. You can enjoy them for free. Uh, once again, eight five five four fifty free freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Uh, so, plenty of stuff to talk about uh, tonight. Uh, we still we're talking about gas last uh, last hour. If you're welcome, or if you want, you are certainly welcome to continue talking about that and how you've changed your habits, or how you are changing habits, and uh, and how you handle the fact that gasoline is more expensive today than it's uh, it's pretty much ever been. At least this time of year, right? Didn't they? Didn't they hit a record for this time of year recently? Yeah, I thought the high price
1: month of was it the month of February was the highest ever? Month of March, yeah, something, something like that. Like that.
0: So uh, you know, obviously, people should prepare for the worst here because uh, odds are good. Uh, gas isn't going to get any cheaper. So you're welcome to talk it's, about that. odds are very good. Or bring up whatever it is you want eight five five four fifty free. And uh, in other news, Soccer Mom has been busted as a madam. In fact, not just any madam, someone running an Upper East Side brothel that raked in millions of dollars catering to wealthy, powerful johns. Uh, This story is according to the New York Post, nypost.com. She used, by the way, her cop connections for protection, according to court documents. Anna Christina, age 44, an Ugg-wearing animal lover, operated her high-priced prostitution ring out of an East 78th Street apartment and boasted business contacts worldwide. Manhattan assistant D.A. Charles Linehan told a judge at the alleged madam's arraignment hearing recently. Her black book included powerful politicians, top law enforcement, influential lawyers, bankers, entertainment executives, and Fortune 500 businessmen, as well as several ultra-wealthy European clients, sources say... And uh, I see people in and out coming over here, sometimes many in one day, said Mohammed Azad, age 32, who owns a restaurant in the building where Christina allegedly operated her brothel. She says, I always or he said, I always see young, fashionable women, always under 30. They don't live here. The petite blonde Christina was caught on wiretaps claiming to have made millions over the last 15 or so years that she's been in business as a madam, according to the prosecutor.
1: It's pretty, uh, you know, anything that's been outlawed is uh, usually a pretty lucrative business, right?
0: That's right. At least once, the married mom who lives with her family in upstate Monroe arranged a sexual encounter for a client in which minors were involved, according to the prosecutor. You
1: know, she took a perfectly reasonable business and then went and sullied it with minors. Well, what do
0: you mean by that? What do you think I mean by it? Well, I think that uh, you know teenage girls are going to prostitute themselves whether there's a, uh, a madam involved or not. And, and what do you mean by minor?
2: Does the article have
0: – It doesn't make that clear, but uh, odds are good it's going to be a teenage girl. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems very unlikely that we're talking about children here. But I suppose that's a possibility. I suppose the possibility exists. But, um, you know, likely you're talking
1: I, – I would agree with you that these things are true, that uh, teenage girls will prostitute themselves. Uh, but, you know, how many of them will do it and how easy will it uh, be for them to do it? You know, people – the fact is the harder – the more difficult it is to commit a crime, the fewer people will do it. And I don't like the idea of people under the age of 18 – You know, being made available for girls aged 16
0: are able to uh, have sex in a lot of places completely Uh, legal. Isn't the age of consent
2: in New Hampshire 15? It is
0: 16 16. in New Hampshire. And in many states, it is 16 instead of 18. Some are 18, some 16. Some it depends on whether it's heterosexual sex or homosexual sex as to what the age is. Right. Uh, So
1: one the would ask the question, well, you're allowed to work. You're allowed to accept money and Mm -hmm. you're allowed to have sex. Why are you not allowed to work? And accept money by having sex, indeed, you know i mean they, these are these are all good questions, but i'll tell you you're you're bringing down the wrath of God when you switch over and you do the minor thing, the wrath of god yeah well, i mean let's see how it goes for this gal
0: well it's not going to go it's not going to go well for her either way, likely I mean these cops like to pretend like they take prostitution seriously, and she must have crossed somebody because if you look at the the list of clients high high end uh you know top law enforcement i mean she's got her black book has law enforcement phone numbers in it
1: yeah well it's hard to protect somebody who allows you know who sells minors for sex influential
0: Sorry. lawyers bankers, entertainment executives, but the point being mark it's likely that these are the sorts of clients that are looking for that sort of an encounter, so the question is how many of the top law enforcement agents are the ones that are actually hiring her to get teenage girls involved.
1: These are great questions and I you know I certainly want to know the answers and hopefully we'll find out some of the answers as time goes by. I'll, uh what's that uh, fellow that got caught uh, uh the, huh? the one that's got the TV show now. He was the DA in in New York or something I like that. I have no idea. There just, was Elliot Spitzer. Spitzer, that's the guy.
0: Um, oh, the guy that was caught with the prostitute? Not allowed God, at the What Harvard are we talking plum? about here? <laughs>
1: I mean, you, you, you think I'm talking about somebody selling drugs? We're talking about. people? I thought you
0: meant running a brothel or something like God. that. I didn't know what you were talking about. You didn't make it clear. You're the guy snurdly, I and mean, that doesn't say anything to me.
1: The guy that was caught a couple of years ago. Go okay. ahead.
0: I understand now. So you were bringing him up as a, to make a point, right?
1: Right. Well, I hope that the, the, you know whomever was uh, you know with the miners there gets uh, you know gets gets their name uh, you know thrown out all over the place. If it is a government official. You know, it seems to me that likely that this was the bludgeon that was used. This the, the cudgel. The, the, this uh, minor sex thing was the cudgel that was likely used in order to bring this situation to light. If this woman had know. all kinds of protection in all these higher up places, you know. Hey, Jim, you've got a little girl. What do you think if Sally was a you know prostitute?
0: You're speculating. I mean, it could simply have been a matter of uh, someone else who's an administrator in a police department not liking one of the other ones and finding out that he's been frequenting prostitutes. So uh, so the prosecutor cited information from at least one eyewitness account, confidential informant, who was one of her own hookers. Known in the industry as Anna Scotland, the Scottish native was nailed as part of a five-year investigation by the DA's official corruption unit, which probes NYPD and other uniformed officers for possible misconduct. At one point, Christina was caught on tape saying her law enforcement pals were poised to help her out, to let her know if there's trouble on the front that she needs to be concerned about, particularly back during the Elliot Spitzer investigation. Hmm referring to the former governor's hooker scandal. An arrest warrant was issued for Christina last month when cops arrived at her upstate home where she rescues wild pigs and raises pit bulls. They didn't find anyone, but a wild boar did chase a police officer around, according to sources. Show him your badge! Show him your badge! They only like you if you're wearing Uggs. Christina was nabbed soon after in the company of a Morgan Stanley banker and close friend whom she was trying to get help her expand the operation through the Internet. The court papers revealed she was held on a $2 million bond or $1 million cash bail. Christina's neighbors were stunned to learn of the bust. One of them said, I'm in shock. She seems like a very nice person. And she probably is. Well um you know I'm going to I'm going to
1: forget about the uh, the child uh, prostitute excuse me the the teen prostitution well, we here it's not made clear uh, Yeah, I don't know whether yeah I don't know what it is we don't know whether we're talking about a 16 year old uh, young lady a 17 year old young lady it could be young men for all it we know be. they do mention women in this uh you know usually uh, you know obviously if it's young men you know everybody's got their proclivities mm-hmm. um, clearly it's not uh, uh, young men for heterosexual use because you know the the idea that's of the, pretty rare yeah the 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 myth of the the gigolo <laughs> sorry they, women don't have to pay for it
0: <laughs> so but uh she it says here she seems like a very nice person and i bet she is she's probably very nice uh it, you know she she rescues uh animals i mean she's got a family she's got four kids She takes care of her family. She rescues uh, animals. Means This woman's probably an upstanding member in in her community. It's just that her job is to sell sex. And what's wrong with that? Broker it. Okay. To be the middleman or woman in this case for sexual encounters. Uh, What's wrong with that? I mean, we talked about this a few days ago. It's just coincidence that we happen to have a male prostitute on the show on our phone lines a couple, a couple of nights go, uh, ago. And now here we are again talking about the issue because it's in the news.
2: I don't think there's anything wrong with paying for sex.
0: I, I don't do it
2: myself because, as Mark said... You I, don't have to. I don't have to. <laughs> you just don't have to. Rub it in. <laughs> but I I just I don't see anything wrong with it. And, and it's just one more instance of people getting their noses out of joint about what people are doing and other people are doing in their bedroom. You know, I, I don't need anyone governing what consensual acts are going on in my house. So I, I don't, it's just, I really, I, I hesitate to put the, the religious brand on
0: this, but it, it's it's people getting up in other people's business and it's not right. Absolutely. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Unless, you know, maybe you are one of those people who thinks there's something wrong with this. Something's wrong people who are uh, trading sex for money. And if so, what is it? What is it that's wrong about it? And why is it so different from, you know, taking somebody out to dinner? I've got an something? idea. More coming up. 855-450-FREE. Cycle CAI toll free line. Free Talk Live.
1: Fallen Angel Toys is a
4: tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or
2: serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week. Discrete packaging and shipping and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com.
0: You may take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's a toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. This is Free Talk Live, 1-855-450-3733. That means you're free to call in and talk about anything you want. And we are live seven nights per week. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Once again, toll free number 855 free. We're talking prostitution. We'll get right into your calls here in a moment.
1: So, Well, you can always, uh, be, you know, if, if prostitution's your thing, check out Bitcoins. You can use them. You can pay them off with Bitcoins. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> They're the world's first. That's a segue. It was pretty good, dude. World's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign, no terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them to purchase prostitutes in just a few minutes. Um, of course, you have to find a willing partner. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government for anything uh, to... Learn how. Go to uh, visit WeUseCoins.org. dot org. It's WeUseCoins.org. dot org. And now, thanks to thanks to bitinstant dot com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank to buy your bitcoins with cash. Visit bitinstant dot com.
0: It's BitInstant.com. dot com. So, what's wrong with prostitution? That's the question I have because uh, yet another madam has been busted. This one in uh, New York City, running a very exclusive. Uh, operation for very high-end clients, which include uh, in entertainment executives and even top law enforcement officials, you know, politicians, etc. They've gone through her black book. She's sitting in jail right now. She has been unable to post the million-dollar cash bail uh, that they put on her. it 's
2: crazy. To me,
0: yeah, yeah, million dollar cash bail for
2: brokering sex. Right,
1: (laughs) you know, a a relatively normal, uh, you know, human operation, sex, and a million dollars. You know,
2: because money's involved too. I mean, if she'd done this at a bar, it would be just a friend doing a friend
0: a favor
1: that's that's what it would be all right like catching so, chlamydia
0: let's go to um, you and your thoughts here we've got barry uh and then uh, i know there was a question from the chat room uh we'll share that in a moment but barry's first listening in west virginia to wvts uh, in charleston barry, you're on free talk live at the enemy mark
5: how are you guys
0: hey 60s? what's on your mind barry
5: uh well first of all i'm driving a f-150 i have all my teeth and i am a conservative
0: all right congratulations okay. Good good going on the teeth
5: Kids, brush your teeth That's right (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I go to to church I consider myself a Christian And I also believe that You should have the right To do whatever you want to do With your body If it doesn't hurt anybody else So if you want to sell your body That's between you and your body
0: Excellent And
5: uh, if you have any
0: numbers That I can use to buy pizza I'm just kidding (laughs) <laughs> if i did i wouldn't give them out over the air but uh <laughs> have so, a good one. so thanks. Oh, thanks man i appreciate hearing from you tonight i guess you know it's great to have people support us on the issue but i'm really interested in, in folks who think this is a problem who, who are sitting there thinking wow it's good that they cracked down on this this madam now those high-priced hookers will have to go somewhere else to find their clients i mean you're not going to stop anything from happening you're going to inconvenience you know there's going to be some businessman that flies into new york city he hasn't heard the news about this he's going to try to call up his uh his madam. To make a date with uh, with some girl while he's on his business trip she's not going to answer and he's going to be inconvenienced for a weekend i mean that's really the max that's going to yeah. happen here so the, the
1: you know the, the people that, the girls that are working hard and you know there may be boys involved uh, that are working hard in order to you know Make some money, go to college. They're all in college, you know. Um, you know they're they're the ones that are getting in trouble, and the customers, the Johns, likely not so much. Uh, obviously, Elliot Spitzer doing pretty good with that uh, television career of his mm-hmm. now. And the the caller just sort of alluded to why I think prostitution remains illegal. You know, because here in the United States, I don't think that many people consider it a religious problem. And I'm going to further cement everybody in everybody's mind that I'm some kind of sexist. It's because Prostitutes drive down the cost of sex. Um, We spoke, you know.
0: uh, You mean if it were legal?
1: In general, they do. So, in order to you, by you know, making keeping it illegal, you keep you include. Uh, you know diseases that otherwise would be tested for and likely not not be nearly as prevalent among prostitutes um, you know you you have to go to the wrong neighborhood, so all these are costs involved in but if it were legal then the
0: cost would go down right like that 's what you're saying the likely that 's true uh, because but, of increased competition in
1: the business and i don 't know if it 's cost as far as dollars and cents, but cost as far as uh, you know because you know right out out there at this point, there are some Johns that are paying a thousand dollars a night.
0: these girls were two thousand dollars a pop
1: there you go so you you got 2 grand uh, a, a night people you know if if you've got that kind of uh, uh, you know demand in the marketplace somebody is going to you know if they're hot enough they're going to pay that for them so i think right. that it's really about uh, you know making it the marketplace safer and you know those are costs too I wouldn't go to a prostitute because of those reasons. I'm not going to the bad section of town and catching the clap. Mm-hmm. I'm just not interested. Thanks very much. But the the you know the guy who called in, you know, he made a joke about, hey, give me a telephone number where I can find a good hooker. <laughs> and you know, th- what do you think his wife would think about that call? She he, probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, she wouldn't like that very much. And so, I mean,
0: considering it, if they are really unless, you know, the good Christians, they claim to be,
1: unless they
2: have an agreement to the contrary. Indeed, which uh,
0: would probably be very unchristian of them.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna even. I'm not even. Even going to go anywhere near their religion but it you know i don't know how well relationships are going to work with those kind of agreements um, so you know, you're saying
0: that the reason prostitution is illegal is because uh, among other prostitution reasons, would bring the cost down
1: bring the, no it bring the cost of sex down like ask yourself this is one of the reasons that men choose to be in monogamous relationships is so that they may have sex on demand or you know like something like that <laughs>
2: I am uh, just waiting for you to often. just just hang yourself with your I, own rope. I'm Keep going. I I'm ready. I you know I I
0: I'm, I'm, I'm to I'm you down this path. I, I have to say it's an interesting it theory. It is an interesting theory. theory. So,
1: you know, the demand is there. Now, so therefore, you know, the, there are the hold there's a group in this world if you want to use groups that you know holds the uh that has the keys to the sex machine and like any but any cartel they want to try to keep prices as high as they possibly <laughs> Sorry, did can you just say cartel i did i did uh, so they want to keep the prices as as high as yeah. possible
0: so you're saying you're saying now, it's-
1: how am i going to feel about a young upstart libertarian radio show that sells ads at 2 dollars a pop mm. i hate them I hate their very being. They're oh, bad, bad people. not a good feeling, Mark. I'm you just telling you. Shut up.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm so still I'm just laughing telling about, you... <laughs> about cartel. That's hilarious. No, <laughs> well, wait a minute, Mark. So you, are girls, saying... you girls are, are keeping it you away what. from us. Right. <laughs> hold, hold that thought, Mark. We can come back to it here in a moment. Uh, let's talk to Miles <laughs> listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Miles, you're uh, on Free Talk Live with the Anemian, Mark. Hey, guys and
9: ladies. Hey. Enjoying the show.
0: Thank you. Go uh, ahead with your thoughts. I
9: wanted to uh, speak on the the negative side of the prostitution thing uh it, now i i think anybody over twenty one uh ought to be able to uh uh you know do whatever they want to with sure. the body, you know and then in charge for it what I have the problem with is uh it, it seemed like mark may have had a problem with it is the teenage thing um uh, you know what uh, for you know in, even with adults for every millionaire prostitute, you probably got two hundred that lies there in the toilet anyway. Uh and uh and I can imagine with a teenage prostitute, even if this lady was treating everybody well, uh, you know, teenagers are just vulnerable to be uh taken advantage
0: of well that much is true i mean they don't have the life experience that uh, older folks do but i'd like to continue the conversation with you if you don't mind miles so stick with us We'll bring it back here right. in a moment at 855-453 that's the sacle cai toll free line this gets into the area of age of consent and when people should be able to be considered adult with the decisions they make uh one 855 you can bring up what you want it's free talk live Talk Live, you may bring up what you want here toll free at 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com here tonight. It's Ian. Nemi. Edmark. And, Mark. and uh, again, features there, including our news updates, get signed up. We'll uh, let you can follow the show via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever one works best for you. You can go to news.freetalklive.com. To access those, that's news.freetalklive.com. If you're
1: looking for camping, hunting or shooting gear or outdoor gear of any type whether it's a survival gear whatever you're looking for manventureoutpost.com's got what you need and they have it at rates that'll be surprising that'll surprise you that they're so low um i have friends of mine that are big outdoors people and they've checked out the website a couple of friends of mine specifically that i can think of that said wow these rates are great, and began doing their buying at manventureoutpost.com. They've got knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything that the outdoors person needs. They're family-owned and members in good standing with a better business bureau. Some prices so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. It's coupon code FTL,
0: manventureoutpost.com. We're talking about prostitution and what spawned this conversation. And curiously enough, we talked about it earlier this week, and we actually had a male prostitute call the show. Uh, and talk about his business and how it works. But uh, now there's news out of New York where a millionaire uh, mom has been busted. She's the mother of four. A uh, 44-year-old woman has been arrested and held on over a million dollars bond. One million uh, dollar uh, two, two, cash bail, two million dollar bond uh, she's being held. And there's also, I guess, a manhunt going on to some extent for her, one of her accomplices, the gorgeous strawberry blonde Janie Baker, according to New York Post, NYPost.com. Who, according to three sources, is Christina's indicted but as of yet unapprehended accomplice, uh, who is allegedly running the uh, very high level escort operation in uh, New York City with this lady, servicing clients that included very high end folks like, uh, uh, you know, top police officials, politicians, entertainment executives, people who are willing to pay $2,000 per night for one of these. And able ladies uh that uh, one of their services so uh there's you know again that woman's on the uh, the lamb at the moment and as the assistant da puts Won't it, take long there are certain high well maybe there are certain high wealth individuals he says friends and business associates who have an interest in not having this case move forward and would assist this woman in fleeing if, uh, if that's what she were interested in doing i mean remember these people that she's she gonna go with, well, away from the uh, New York City in this country.
1: Yeah, it's going to have to get pretty far. It's The world's getting smaller all the time. It's very difficult to get to other countries, much more so than it was 20 years ago. You know, all these, uh, True, these movies. True, but if
0: you've got a, a guy with a million dollars who's helping you out, maybe it'll be a little easier than the average person who's trying to
1: there's escape. Certainly, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So we've got Miles on the line in Huntsville, and uh, Miles is concerned with the part of the story where it's alleged that uh, one of these madams hooked up somebody with an under underage participant. It is not detailed how underage or in what you know, sexual circumstances we're talking about or what their role was in this particular process, but you brought that to the fore as, you know, you said you don't mind uh, adults consenting with one another to have sex for money, but you were concerned about uh, teenagers. Right, right. So we... Uh...
9: Well, in Alabama, you can't even buy a car until you're 19 years old. And really? You Can
0: you talk right into your phone? I'm sorry, you're a little far off there.
9: Okay. Yeah, I said That's in better. Alabama, uh, you can't even buy a car until you're 19 years old. Can That's
1: you hear incredible. me right now? Yeah, we got yeah, you. I got gotcha. I'm I'm you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just surprised by what it. you've had to say.
0: So you're right that teenagers, you know, they certainly don't have the same life experience as somebody who's uh, thirty does. Uh but all that said, what's the real difference between someone who's seventeen choosing to have sex and someone who's eighteen? I mean, is there really a big difference there?
4: No.
9: I wouldn't say so, but I you know, I, I I think I would if if we were gonna uh make prostitution was legal, I don't think I would do it so Someone's
1: 21 years old. 21. And I, by the way, I, right. you know, I, I, I see there's value to this. I'd like to point this out, that a lot of the reasons that you have young prostitutes out there isn't as much demand as it is it's easier to control them. when you, a, 20, a, a, a 13-year-old girl is a significantly easier to lie to and control than a 21-year-old woman. You mean woman. if you're a pimp? yes that's correct and gotcha. so they're just a lot easier to control plus people who have fetishes for the younger uh, you know women would likely be able to go to younger prostitutes say 21 uh, 22 23 and you know they dress up like I don't know. They put on those little plaid skirts or whatever. And so they'd get whatever, you know, fetish it is, uh, you know, fed that way without having to go into the black market area.
0: But with pornography, it's legal to be a porn actress at age 18. Are you uh, Miles also advocating that that uh number be raised? Should should young people not be able to engage in porn until they're 21 as well?
9: No. Um Well, uh, wait, what's the I, difference?
0: I, I, I mean, aren't porn actresses having sex for the, money on video? The,
9: the, the, The porn industry is just heavily regulated. I mean, they got, is it though? Not, you know, some places, a, it is. I'm not an expert on there's, that. There's
0: there's amateur porn all over the place. I mean, I, I don't know if you've been on the internet before, but there's uh, all kinds of amateur porn. Uh, people who you know fancy themselves as uh, pornographers in their own bedrooms, having sex with one another and uh, and videotaping it and putting it online. I mean, again, this is not an easy subject to uh, you know to brook because there's a lot of social not. stigma against
1: you know the idea of young people, young women selling their bodies for sex. But I have this question for you so uh, you know you can see the problem of uh doing the 21 year old prostitutes when there are 18 year old uh porn actresses and you know you can kind of see how Oh well gee you know i guess you'd have to let um you know 18 year olds uh, be prostitutes if that's what they wanted to do if you have 18 year olds uh you know doing porn but what about places where 16 year olds are allowed to have sex I, i i admit I am very uncomfortable with this idea. But places like, say, New Hampshire, and I'm sure that there's other places uh, around. the. I know there are other places around the United States. In
0: Canada, States. it was 14
1: for a long time. They yeah, just it's, raised
0: it's, it to 16 they, a few it's, years ago. It's been ago. raised
1: recently to 16. So, you know, places where 16-year-olds can work, 16-year-olds can make money, and 16-year-olds can have sex. Can they work to make money by having sex? No. You don't like that?
0: It's not that I don't like it. It's no, they can't. It's just a fact. They can. I the think call. he was asking Miles. I think he was asking Miles. We know that legally they can't do it, but Miles, I mean, what do you? How do you feel about that?
9: Well, uh, if, if, if I understand what you're talking about, uh, you know, the legal age in Alabama is 16 years old, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not. You know, it's illegal any time you do it for money. Sure. In Alabama, so, uh, uh, but what, what I'd like to share with you. You know, when I'm, I've am i been married for 30 years, so, you know, the Internet wasn't around when I was, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that kind of person would be scoping around to see what right. kind of sex was on the Internet. Uh, but uh, back a long time ago, when I was a young man, uh, you know, I was a DJ at a strip club. And he, my, one of my side jobs was to get rid of the people, you know the girls that you know were on drugs or were prostitutes. Either one
0: to get rid of them, meaning to kick <laughs> them out of the club. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. So you, you only
0: know, kept to, the ones know, that were
1: unwilling to sell their bodies and didn't do drugs.
9: Uh, yeah. yeah well, if they, it, it, it doesn't matter how willing they were if they did it because you know that's going to cost you money and it invites the police. You know, it's a money making gotcha. operation. A, a bar like that is. Um. But you could tell the difference. I became a little bit of an expert, you know, on, uh, you know, drug use, murders, and you know, prostitution, like that. And you could just tell the difference between the eighteen-year-old girl and that that would come in inexperienced, and the twenty-five-year-old girl that came into it like it was job. I'm there to make money, you know, and then go home. Uh, you know he, he would see that 18 inexperienced girl And you know It was just like forever I hated to see them coming Because They would just get their lives You could see, You know We're wrecking people's lives Like
0: that Yeah,
9: I mean you could just say Their lives going downhill
0: well, and, I guess you know, it just I, all I, depends know. I mean uh, th- And by the way Miles it Thank does, you for the call. It does depend uh, But you, I, I think it. that uh, You know I think most
1: people It's a life record To you some mean, extent
0: Going into being a, a, a stripper. stripper Yep 855 free. It depends on the reasons you're getting in, right? So if you're getting in so you can get money for a drug habit you already have, then that's not going to go in the right direction for you. Uh, but I did know a lady that was stripping her way through college, and she seemed to be an upstanding young lady, and she, you know, wasn't, at least in my opinion, she didn't seem to be a, a drug addict. More coming up here, 855 free. This is Free Talk Live. Toll free number here in the remaining moments is 855-450-FREE. Maybe enough time if you're on the line right now. We might be able to get you in here. If we don't get you in tonight, don't worry. We do this thing seven nights a week. So you can always call in tomorrow and talk to us at that time. Uh, here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nami, And Mark. FreeTalkLive.com, the place to go. Lots of features there free. And if you want to support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Head over to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. You click into the right Amazon for your country and to get your shopping taken care of. Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase. You get the stuff you're looking for delivered right to your door and you help free talk live all at the same time i just got one of those battery charger things for the cell phones because nowadays cell phones are so uh, ballsy and powerful that they can't you know, these batteries that they're being packaged with don't last all day long in some cases so that's what i got one of these things for that actually allows you to charge your phone more than once from a battery pack so if you're on a long vacation or something like that or you're going to be out and about maybe climbing a mountain or something like that and you want to make sure that camping out you'll make sure you've got battery power for your phone This is something that can do that. And they have it over at Amazon. And I feel like I got a pretty good deal. So go to shop.freetalklive.com and get the stuff that you're looking for. As we continue with you and your thoughts here. And there was a question out of the chat room, right? What what was that?
2: Yes, this is coming from chat. Um, The question is, I wonder how Ian reconciles women not having to pay for sex with his belief that men don't want sex more than women. Unless he's abandoned that belief, he hasn't brought it up in a while.
0: Oh, I think that uh, I think that as far as what I, what that comment is referring to is uh, how much men versus women are desirous of sex. Like uh, the studies have shown that th- women have as much of a sexual appetite as men. It's just that they're smarter about it. Uh, you know, they they they're know smarter about it. Yeah, they know they have what uh, what men want, and that most men are willing to uh, you know break first, shall we say. And well let's not
1: forget that they also carry upon them the uh the, the onus of getting pregnant. Uh men men don't get pregnant. Men are less likely to catch a social disease. So um, women have, you know, more costs involved in sex than men do.
2: I'm gonna say women like good sex just as much as men like bad sex.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, there's a there's that too, is uh you know, as a woman you can uh, it it's a lot easier to find a bad sex partner, I think.
0: Right, so I don't know if I've answered the question appropriately. I think that um, I don't think
1: you're qualified to answer it anyway.
0: I th- I think that well, I mean, based on the information I've seen, in this you know, the scientific studies showing that women do have a sexual appetite that is on par with men. It's just that I think men are more desperate. That might be true. Yeah, I think that's the difference. So uh, let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Let's go to Rick, listening in Alabama, Decatur, listening to WBHP. Hey, Rick. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? What's on your mind, Rick?
5: Well, you distracted me with the talk about uh, women like good sex as much as men like bad sex. Um, I happen to agree with that. I've got plenty of friends that'll settle for just about anything that are men, whereas the women I associate with are typically a little pickier, so um, one thing I, I just had one I think George Collins said it best honestly when it came to the idea of prostitution. I uh, said, sex is legal, selling's legal. Why is it selling sex legal? Although he said it a little more crudely because yeah. it was George Carlin. Sure. But I, I agree with that. You do get into a lot of, a lot of you know, quandaries because, like, in Georgia, certain acts are li- illegal unless you're married, not even counting uh, sex. Mm. Any kind of sexual contact before marriage is illegal in the state of Georgia, period, as I understand it. Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> We've come to the conclusion in this country where it's not politically acceptable to mandate morality, which I understand. I'm a I'm a small government guy myself, so that kind of makes me twitch. But the point is, is yeah, I think it. I think we. I think legalize it. I think in the long run, I think it's going to be better in a lot of ways than having to deal with. Uh, a bunch of people running around spreading diseases and selling absolutely. Stuff selling.
0: If it's legal, people can be easily tested. There's a lot more safety uh, that can come into play. You know, if, if prices and services can be openly advertised, competition brings prices down. Of course, uh, open competition means that there's a safety factor that's there, not just from diseases, but also safety as far as like johns or, or prostitutes being robbed. Uh, there's more security around. For instance, at the uh, at the bunny ranches out in uh, Nevada, there are plenty of. security. Security there, I mean, you've got to, like, buzz in to get in. There's a barbed wire fence around the outside. There's, you know, security agents that are on premises. So everybody's kept nice and safe. Uh, there's, there's no crazed, you know, some some John that gets in there with the the idea to hurt himself a prostitute isn't going to get very far in a, in right. a legal well, situation.
5: Well, everybody draws the comparisons with porn, and I want to liken it to this because now maybe my perspective is a bit skewed because of my view on the subject. But in porn, they get tested for STDs Mm -hmm. frequently, and all of that. And if prostitution prostitution ran the same way, heterosexual or homosexual, and that's even another whole can of worms, I think, but if you legalize it across the board, you can control it. It's going to cut down on the spread of diseases. It's going to cut down on a lot of the bad a lot of the stuff that's going on in the underbelly of society that causes a lot of problems.
0: Rick, you're absolutely right. I thank you for the call and the thoughts. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Alley Cat listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Alley Cat, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Oh, thank you very much, sir. Yes, I was listening very careful to what you were saying about this lady. Uh, Here's what I see, because I'm I'm older than any of you guys. I like that. So uh, dinosaurs were still roaming the earth when I was born into this world. And The kid, I had a pet T-Rex, so. You can see where I'm coming from anyway. But what I see right here is I see excessive bail, which is against the law. I see entrapment. I see a district attorney guy with political ambitions, perhaps mayor, perhaps governor. But there's one thing he's not thinking of, and that is in, in New York City, is a home of five families, as in mafia families. Mm-hmm. And if, if this lady has connections, you know, with a business relationship, this man's going to find himself in trouble Big time,
0: very, very soon. No doubt. He is definitely messing with some of the more dangerous clients, and presumably, I mean, he's going after the people that are the money men in New York, and he's busted their uh, one of their madams. So you're right. I mean, there could be some consequences for him. Uh, interesting observation, Alleycat. Cat. Thanks for the call. 855 450 free is the toll free number here, referring to this, the case that started the conversation. Uh, and that is, there's a, a lady in New York who has gone down for uh, the prostitution, running a prostitution ring, uh, where they've put a in jail on a million dollars cash bail and her clients included high-level law enforcement officials so yeah I think uh, I think that Alley cat's right that you know that this guy's definitely trying to jockey for a position within the uh, the New York government and maybe hoping to take out some of his competitors within that within those organizations the possibility I, sure indeed you know it's, it's all built upon these
1: post uh, these prostitution laws so, you know I mean this is what would normally be just a an interaction between two individuals—it's been done since the beginning of time, you know—let people do it and let them self-regulate.
0: Even uh, let's see, this is Kevin Kelvin Gore, real estate broker, saying that uh, whatever they're charging her with, there's never been any violence, never any drugs. And never any underage girls, he insisted. I think they're using her to get to bigger fish, meaning her alleged police protectors. Only I think they're going to find there's no truth to any of that, he said, referring to the DA's allegations that Christina is on tape, boasting that her friends in the cop world would alert her to any impending arrests or raids. Uh, Let's go to Dave, listening in Colorado, Grand Junction. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live uh, with Ian Nemi and Mark.
6: How's it going tonight, guys? What's
0: on your mind tonight, Dave?
6: well i got a couple of things first of all the reason that i called is I, I wanted to wanted to remind the audience you know now that super tuesday's over with and everything they got to remember they got a choice and his name's gary johnson
0: gary and, johnson the uh candidate one time candidate for the republican party's ticket now attempting to become the libertarian party's uh nominee yes, I, I he is actually the libertarian candidate well i don't believe and, they've uh, selected he, a nominee you know, yet I don't believe What's that's that? not, I don't believe they have selected their nominee at uh, this point.
6: He he he's got to be the nominee. He has got to be the nominee. I think
0: um, it's likely that he
1: will be I, the I nominee. I had the pleasure
6: of being able to live in New Mexico uh, during his administration as governor, and. Uh, the man is a wealth of knowledge, and he will stand up
0: for freedom and liberty. Well, well, and well Ron Paul isn't happen. out of the game yet. I mean, he's still in. Uh, the likely Ron Paul will not be out until this summer if he loses at the, uh, the convention. So I, I would say Ron Paul is still uh, worth supporting. Gary Johnson, unfortunately, just doesn't have the same liberty chops that uh, that Ron Paul does. I mean,
6: yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. But he he is there, and and I'll tell you, I, I would definitely uh, be more than happy to support a Ron Paul Gary Johnson ticket or Gary Johnson Ron Paul. I don't know. Way. Can they do
0: that across parties? I don't think they can do that. I don't, I mean, I don't well, know the in, all the ins and outs of how those well, rules, They can do whatever they want.
6: The, make the Republican nomination. You know, once he's out of that, he's going to jump in with the Libertarian
0: Party. I don't know John about that. He said there. in 2008 that he probably wasn't going to do that, and he never did in 2008. So it's when... hard
1: to say what's going what's going to happen here. I like Gary Johnson. I like Ron Paul. I think that Gary Johnson has some things over Ron Paul, and I think Ron Paul's got some things over Gary Johnson.
0: Gary would... Johnson's younger, but that's about it. I well, mean...
1: he's also – he's got the executive experience, and he doesn't have this – uh he, not sullied by this whole, you know. Every time you talk about Ron Paul, the media can't help themselves but talk about those uh, those news those racist news. Well,
0: maybe that's just because they haven't dug up any dirt on Gary Johnson yet. Being as he's never really been a serious he was contender, the governor
1: of Mexico. I see where you're coming from
0: there, Dave. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. If you didn't get in, don't worry. We'll be back tomorrow. You can join us online. In the meantime, over at FreetalkLive.com. It has been Ian here with you, Mammy and Marty. We'll see you tomorrow at FreetalkLive.com. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list.
1: Denali National Park in Alaska is one of my 1,000 places to see before you die. Alaska's Denali National Park is the home to Mount McKinley, and standing at 20,320 feet, it is the tallest peak in North America. Visitors return from the six-million-acre park with tales of grizzlies, moose, and golden eagles, of sweeping vistas of subarctic tundra, and the massive peaks of the Alaska mountain range that almost rival the Great Peak itself. During summer, the park is awash with 16 to 20 hours of light each day, leaving visitors ample time to take in the dazzling scenery and to experience the closest we have to an American safari. Touring and camping are controlled to protect the park's fragile ecology. For the more adventurous, there are guided or independent hikes on the park's marked trails.
3: For more tips and
2: information
0: on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside
6: with Trafalgar.